Today's daf is Ksubis daf ayin vav, and we are four lines from the bottom of daf ayin hey amid aleph the Mishnah. Today's daf is being learned leilu nishmas chayim elazer ben yibadu lechayim reb shimshin ayin. So we're continuing to discuss the halacha of a man that gets married and he discovers that his wife had mumen. The Mishnah said that if someone's Mekadosh and Isha, and at the time of the Kedushin, he made a Tanai, Tanai de Bnei Godu Bnei Ruven, and says, I'm marrying you, al menas she'en ba mumen, that you don't have any mumen. The Allah is, if he finds, lo and behold, that she did have mumen, in a Mekudoshes, the Kedushin's going to be bought. If, however, a man gets married, and he never stipulated, al menas she'en ba mumen, he was kinsastam, but he found afterwards that she had mumen, the Allah is that they are married, but at the same time, he is absolved from any ksuba responsibilities. Now that's Pashat, that the only time mumin will impact a marriage is if the mumin were present at the time of the Kedushan. So at the time that the Chassan and the Kala stood under the Chuppah, the Kala had these mumin, the that's when all these halachas are going to apply. What happens if somebody got married and after the marriage she developed mumin? It's poshit that in that case it's not going to have any impact. His his field was damaged, but it happened under his watch. And as a result, there isn't going to be any impact as a relates to the halach. Our mission is going to discuss what happens if a man got married. And after the marriage, he discovered that his wife had mumin. As a result, he now wants to, at the very least, not pay the ksuba. He goes to Bezdin and says, this is what happened. I know the Mishnah, it's in Parakamadr. I'm not obligated to pay my ksuba. She, however, says that it's true that I have this mum. It's not deniable or debatable. But at the same time, it all happened after the Arison. It happened after we already were husband and wife. And as a result, So this is a he said, she said. He's dining that it's very possible that this was already here before the marriage. As a result, I don't want to have to give you ksuba. She's saying, I'm telling you that that's not what happened. But this was a mum that developed after the Arison. The question is, is he believed or is she believed? That is the topic of the Mishnah. And that's really the topic of the entire daf. In the event that a man was Makadash Anisha and he found out that she had mumin. Now, at the time that we discovered that she had mumin, she was still Beve Sovia. What does that mean? She's in Arusa. So they're married, Midairaisa 100%, they're husband and wife, they're engaged in the Torah sense, but at the same time, she's still Beve Sovia. The Nesuin didn't happen yet. In the event that the father, or in the event that the Kala is going to want to be able to get the entire Ksuba, they are going to have to prove that the Mumin developed after the Arison and therefore they're entitled to the Ksuba. Otherwise, we're going to assume that it happened before the Arison, and as a result, the husband's not going to have any responsibility to give a ksuba. If, however, the moon was discovered after the Nisuin, after she had already entered the Rishos of her husband, so then the husband would then have the onus on proving that that in that these mumin were there already prior to the Arison, and as a result, it's a Mekach Tois. In other words, Rameir seems to be saying that 
the way that we would be machria, such a dispute would be dependent on when the mumun were found. If the mumun were found, the Vesavia, so then the halacha is going to be that it's incumbent upon the kala to prove when exactly these mumun developed. And if she can't prove it, then the halacha is going to be that she's not going to be able to collect her folk suba. If, however, it happened, or they were discovered in the rishus of the husband, it was discovered after the nesuin, so then the onus and the achrayis and the responsibility is going to be on the husband to prove when exactly this happened. And if he can't prove that it happened prior to the erisin, in that case, the halacha is going to be that he is going to be responsible to pay the entire suba. When is it true that mumin impact the marriage in the first place? The mumin shabbat says so that's only true if these mumin are hidden mumin. They're mumin that you can't see. If these mumin, however, are exposed mumin, these are mumin that everybody sees, then he has no tainas mumin. So in the first parak we were discussing tainas damim. Here we're discussing tainas mumin. And a person could only taina that, oh, I didn't realize you had these mumin, and as a result, or whatever exactly he's saying, is if these are mumin shabbat says but if these you should have known about it, and as a result, you don't have any tainus mumen at all. And if the city where this husband and wife live has a, a bathhouse, a public bathhouse, even if the mumen were besaysa, the man would not have a tainus mumen, because we assume there's an umdana that this man probably did a little bit of diligence to make sure that. His kala didn't have any mumen. How did he do that? Through his kraivim. And as a result, even mumen shabag. Seser are treated like Mumin Shabagaloi, and therefore he would not have any Tainas Mumin at all. So if you look at the Mishnah, just from the Mishnah's perspective, the Mishnah has a Reisha and a Sefer. The first part of the Mishnah discusses what happens if there's a dispute. There's a, a Tainvinitin as it relates to the Mumin. And we don't know when these women developed. Did they develop before the Arison or did they develop after the Arison? For that, we had Rameir who said that it depends when we found the women. Did we find it Bishos Avi or did we find it Bishos Bayo? Then there was a Sefer for the Mishnah. Sefer for the Mishnah is the Chachamim, and the Chachamim are discussing what type of women even impact the Kedushan. Mumin Sheb Seser, Mumin Sheb Goloi. What if there's a base Marchitz or if there's no base Marchitz? Now, when you read the Mishnah, it sounds like Rameir and the Chachamim are talking to each other. That's the way most Mishnayas work. The first part the mission is So usually the Chachamim are responding to Divi Rameir. But in this case, it sounds like Rameir is talking about one very important halacha in the world of Mumin. And the Chachamim are discussing a different important halacha in the world of Mumin. But it doesn't sound so much like they're talking to each other. In fact, it doesn't sound like the Chachamim would necessarily argue with Rameir or that Rameir would necessarily argue with the Chachamim. So if you look at the last Toysvis on the Amid, so Toysvah says that even though it's clear from the signal of the Mishnah that there is some machloikis Rameir and the Chachamim, but heavy idea says Toysvah, the machloikis is Nagea, the second part of the Mishnah, and that is what type of mumin are considered mumin as it relates to Tainus mumin. Which part of the second part of the Mishnah is the Nekudas between Rameir and the Chachamim? Again, it's not clear in the Mishnah. It says 
Toysvis is the last part of the safe of the Mishnah. Meaning, the Chachamim said that the only time a person can tie the tiniest mumin is if the mumin are beseser. If, however, the mumin are begoloi, in that case, he would not be able to tie If, however, there's a merchitz in the city, then even if it's mumin she beseser, that's and it's that halacha that Rameyer would argue it. So it's, again, the Gemara doesn't say but Taisvis helps us add a little bit in terms of understanding what the machloik is between Rameyer and the Chachamim is. Regardless, today's daf is going to discuss about 98% of it anyways, the first part of the Mishnah, and then the very, very end of the daf, if we make it there today, is going to have a, one comment as it relates to the last part of the mission. So the focus of the daf is going to be the first part of the mission. Again, what did the first part of the mission say? If in the event that there's a dispute between the chassan and the kala, between the two mishpachas, the husband and the wife, they got married and they were mumin, which we know ordinarily has a, a tremendous impact on a marriage, specifically on the ksuba. And now the question is, when exactly did this mum develop? If it developed before the erisin, he's not going to be obligated to pay the ksuba. If it developed after the erisin, then he is going to be obligated to pay the ksuba. It seems like there's going to be a get. And the question now is, does he have a chiv to pay the ksuba? Does he not have to pay the ksuba? Obviously, each one of the parties is arguing in defense of what's going to benefit them, and the question is, how are we machriyeh? And from the Mishnah, it sounded like the hachra is, when exactly did we find the woman? If the woman were found b'shosavia, meaning after Erisin, but before Nesuin, then the onus is on the Kala to prove her case. If, however, it was found in the Rosh Hashabal, which means not only after Erisim, but even after Nesuin, then the onus is on the husband to prove his case. And the question really is, What's the difference when exactly you found the mumin? Does it matter if you found it after Eris and before Nesuin or after Nesuin? At the end of the day, we have a suffix. The suffix is, were the mumin here before Erisin? Were they not here before Erisin? And by the way, Halacha doesn't really care if it was after Erisin, before Nesuin, or after Nesuin. It's all the same. Really, what matters is that you find it before the Erisin or after the Erisin. So what's the difference if it was fired the Nesuin or not the Nesuin? What should matter is, is it fired the Erisin or not the Erisin? So what exactly is the distinction? And it was clear that by the Amoyeroim, it was a big struggle to understand Pashub Shan and the Mishnah. And it's for that reason we're going to have three different Mahalchem to explain Pashub Shan. What is the difference between finding it in the Rishos Ha'av versus finding it in the Rishos Habal? The first pshat the Gemara is going to bring from Rabbi Lazar. The second pshat is going to be Rava. And the third pshat is going to be Ravashi. So the first pshat that the Gemara brings, Rabbi Lazar, requires a little bit of an introduction. It's an introduction that really is Chazara. And it brings us back to a sugya that we spent many dafin on in the very, very beginning of the Masechta. And that is the last several dafin of Perik Besula Nisses. The Sechtas Ksubas begins, Besul Anissus, Why? Because we're concerned that in the event that he's going to find the Pesach Pasuach, or he's going to discover that she had no Dam Besulim, we want him to run to Bezdin the next morning, notify Bezdin, so that Bezdin can research it, and make sure and determine that she's not an Eish that was Mizana Tachas Bailo. What happens if Kachava, they got married, Be'emeravi, the next morning, he woke up early, and he ran to Bezdin. Now there's a court case. The woman comes to court and she tells Bezin, it's true, 100%. There was a Pesach Pasuach, there was no dam. You want to know why? Because I was Nivala. 
But I want you to understand two things. Number one, I was never about this. Number two, Misha'irastani It happened after Erison. And because it happened after Erison, it has no impact on anything. It has no impact on my marriage, Sumigizi Yisrael. And it has no impact on my Ksubi either, because Nastachos today, it all happened after the marriage took place. The husband says, I hear what you're saying. It's possible. I don't know for sure. But maybe actually, I don't know for sure that what you're telling is the truth. Prove it. Maybe really it's a Mechachtois. So again, there's a he said, she said. He's saying that it's very possible that this beer took place. Fire the Erisin. As a result, he's tiny Mechachtois. And she's saying, no, Misha'irastani Nenasi, it happened by Ines, don't worry about all the Ishas Ish Shen Zinsa implications, but also it happened Noch the Erisin, and as a result, there's no wish for Mechachtois. So what's the Allah? Who's Machlik is Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Gamliel said, Nemenis, we believe her. Rabbi Yeshua said, Loy mi piyo anu chayin, we don't, Ella Hemed Mamin al Chaskasai, and if she wants to be Moisid the Ksuba, she would have to bring a, a Raya, otherwise he's going to end up keeping the Ksuba. So it's Machlik is Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua. Now, when we learned the Dafin in the first parak, what emerged was that this Machlik is Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua is a big time Machlik And it really it touches on many of the sugi's chamurs and shas. Number one, it has to do with the sugi of Bari Vishem. At first glance, her taina is a taina's Bari. She knows what happened to her. He doesn't know what happened to her. His taina is a taina shema. And the Gemara, in fact, immediately, shtelzu the machloikis, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua, to the machloikis amiram. Bari Vishem a Bari Yadif, or Bari Vishem a lab Bari Yadif. There's a huge chazaka component to this machloikis as well. Why? Because at first glance, she has a chazaka that's supporting her argument. She has a cheskas haguf. She wasn't born a ba'ula, she was born a basula. Cheskas haguf would then say that she probably maintained her status as a basula until the latest possible moment. Which would then mean if there's a suffix, when the bia happened, far erison, noch erison, cheskas haguf would say it happened later, it happened noch erison. She has a chazaka supporting her argument. Then again, he also has a chazak. He has a cheskas momen. He's the muhsik. He's holding on to the money. So in the world of chazaka, there's a major face-off over here. There's a clash between two big chazakas. On the one hand, her cheskas agof. On the other hand, his cheskas momen. She also has a migu. She has a migu that she could have said mokaseitzani. Why would that have benefited her? Because according to her admission, she's an ashes ish, mishay rastani, that was nensa, nenasti, which means that she would never be allowed to marry a kayin. A mukaseit is allowed to marry a kind. Kind godl's a machloikis. But a kind for sure she'd be able to marry. So she has a migu as well. So it touches on the sugis of Bari Vishemma, it touches on the sugis of Chazakis, it touches on the sugis of Migu, which is why it's one of the sugis Chamuris and Shas. Our Gemara is about to introduce the machloikis, Rabbi Gamil and Rabbi Shua, and seemingly oversimplify the machloikis. But as it relates to the daft that we're going to learn, and this machloikis, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua, is going to feature very, very prominently. So we need to internalize this in our kishkes. What we need is our sugis havana of the machloikis, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua. And that is, they were arguing in chazakis, specifically which chazakas adif, cheskes haguf or cheskes mamen. So as it relates to Lamaisa, the Gemara's understanding, the Rabbi Gamliel that said, in the first paragraph of then when she says Mishay Rastani Nenasti, she's believed Nemenes. It's because he holds Cheskes Haguf is Adif. I he has a Cheskes moment. Rabbi Gamliel holds Cheskes Haguf is Adif from Cheskes moment. Rabbi Shua said Loy Mi Pio Anu It's because Rabbi Shua holds Cheskes moment is Adif Mi Cheskes Haguf. So essentially, the Machloikis is what's Adif? Is Cheskes Haguf Adif or is Cheskes Moment Moment Adif? Rabbi Gamliel holds Cheskes Haguf is Adif. 
Good way to remember it. But he holds Cheskes Akuf. Rabbi Yeshua holds the Cheskes Momen is Adif. And as a result, we're going to go Basar Cheskes Momen. Now, what does it have to do with our Sugya? Because if you think about it, our Sugya is the same exact Shiloh. Even though it's not the same case. That's Tainas Domen. This is Tainas Momen. But it's essentially the same exact Shiloh. We have a Shiloh over here where there was a woman that suddenly we now discover it has moment, but we don't know when she had this moment. And a if she had the moment before the Erisin, so he's going to not have to pay Ksuba. If she developed the moment after the Erisin, then he's going to have to pay Ksuba. Okay, let's break down the Chazakis. The Cheskes HaGuf would say that being that she wasn't born with the woman, so she must have developed the woman as late as possible. And if she developed the woman as late as possible, so it supports her argument that she didn't have the woman at the time of the marriage. The Cheskis Momin certainly supports his argument. He's the one that's holding on to the money. So, it would seem that according to Rabbi Gamliel, when there's a face-off between Cheskis HaGuf and Cheskis Momin, Cheskis HaGuf is Adif, so just like she's Nemenes in the Sugi of Tainas Domim, she should be Nemenes in the Sugi of Tainas Momin, because we should say Cheskis HaGuf, Nistach Vasadeo. Whereas according to Rabbi Yeshua that said, Loimi Piyo Anochayim, because Cheskis Momin is Adif from Cheskis HaGuf, so just like the Cheskis Momin is Adif from the Cheskis HaGuf, and that few days in the Sugi of Tainas Domim, so too it should be Adif over here in the Sugi of Tainas Mumin as well. Now, our Mishnah didn't say that. Our Mishnah doesn't mention Rabbi Gamliel. Our Mishnah doesn't mention Rabbi Yeshua. Our Mishnah says it depends. Did you find it in the Rishos Av or did you find it in the Rishos Av? But either way, with that introduction, we have the first of the three Terutzim of the Gemara. It sounds like from the Mishnah, in the event that the Mumin were found in the Rishos Av, who's the one that has to bring a Raya? The father has to bring the Raya. Holy Maisi of Raya, but if the father wouldn't bring a Raya, then the husband would be believed. Who must the time? The Mishnah be Rabbi Yeshua. It must be Rabbi Yeshua, the Amar who holds Loi Mi Pia Anuchayin, that we go Baser Cheskes Mom and not Cheskes Haguf, and therefore the father, although he has the Cheskes Haguf of his daughter supporting his argument, but at the same time the husband's the one that has to bring a right. In the event that she already entered the Rishus Abal, there was already an Asun Abal Sarchlavi right. In that case, the husband's the one that has to bring the right. I mean, the Bible says, it sounds like the only time the husband is going to be absolved from paying the Ksuba is if he brings a right. Hold on, I say about right, but if the husband's not able to bring a raya of Mehemet, in that case, the father is going to be believed. Also, the Rabbi Gamliel, that's Rabbi Gamliel, the Oman Menes, who holds that she's believed, which means Cheskas Akuf is Adiv. So, Lachura, the way the Gemara presents it is that. That we have a steer in the Mishnah. The first line of the Mishnah sounds like we're going according to Rabbi Yeshua. The second line of the Mishnah sounds like we're going according to Rabbi Gabil. Now it's true, the first line of the Mishnah is where it was found in the Rishos Sa'ab. The second line of the Mishnah is where it was found in the Rishos But the Gemara right now can't see any reason why that should spiel a roll over here. So, Freik the Gemara. Is the Mishnah Rabbi Gamliel? Is it Rabbi Yeshua? What's going on over here? Luchayu should be tali, and that machloik is tanov. I don't understand. Pashibshan and the Mishnah. I'm Rabbi Lazar. So Rabbi Lazar said, Tavra, you're right. Rashi, Kasher, Rachel, the There's no way to reconcile the Rachel and the Sefer and Misha, Shonazu, Loi Shonazu. The two lines of the Mishnah, which were both Divrei Rameir, by the way, are not the same time. The first line of the Mishnah is Rabbi Yeshua. The second line of the Mishnah is Rabbi Gamliel. And Enochinami, it doesn't matter if it was found Bershusa Av, or if it was found Bershusa Baal, this is the punchline. If it was found Bershusa Av or Bershusa Baal, according to Rabbi Yeshua, 
And if it was found or why the Mishnah say it the way it said it? Akasha famaisa. But as it relates to Poshib Shana, the Mishnah said Rabbi Lazar, Tavra. Kasha Rachel Asefa. There's no way to make it work. And ultimately, what the Mishnah is saying is this is really Tali and Yenem Achloikis on the Afri Beis, the Machloikis, Rabbi Gamliel, and Rabbi Yeshua. And depending on whatever your position is in that Sugya, that's the way the Halach is going to be as it relates to this. This is a parenthetic comment. Oh my Rava, Rava said, we just mentioned Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamliel. What's the Machloikis? Gamliel says Cheskas Hakuf Adif. Rabbi Yeshua says Cheskas Momen is Adif. It sounds a little bit like Rabbi Yeshua doesn't hold of Cheskas Hakuf. So the Gemara clarifies and states the obvious. Don't think Rabbi Shua Leozer was a Chazak of the Guf. Don't think Rabbi Shua doesn't hold of Cheskas Hakuf. Rabbi Shua was a Chazak of the Guf. When does Rabbi Shua not hold of Cheskas Hakuf? That's only if it's going up against a Cheskas Momen, like on the few days and in our sugi over here. But if there's no Cheskas Momen, also Rabbi Shua was a Chazak of the Guf. Says Rava, Avada Rabbi Shua is going to go was a Chazak of the Guf. How do I know that the time you learned to the Bryce? So, so one of the negayim that can make a person tamei is if he has a baheres. And he has a Seir Lovon inside the Baharis. However, the Baharis and the Seir Lovon, that combo, doesn't always make a person Tommy. This is the halacha. In Baharis, Kaidim, the Seir Lovon. If the Baharis came before the Seir Lovon, Tommy, the person's Tommy. In Seir Lovon, Kaidim, the Baharis, Tar. If the Seir Lovon, however, developed before the Baharis, the person's going to be Tar. Suffolk. Let's say we don't know which one developed first. Tommy. The halacha is, he's going to be Tommy. Me Suffolk, he's Tommy. Rabbi Yeshua, I'm there. Rabbi Yeshua said, Kaya. No. Taloch is keya. My keya. What does that even mean? Amar Rabba. Rabba said keya tahar. Keya means that you're going to be tahar. Meaning it's like a fuzzy nega. It's not a nega tame. You're going to end up being tahar. Why does Rabbi Yeshua hold that you're going to be tahar in this case? This is a suffix if the person's tame or not. And he holds a person has a cheskes aguf. His cheskes aguf is that he doesn't have a nega. His cheskes aguf is that he's tahar. And as a result, you go basa chazak. It's like Rabbi Yeshua is going basa cheskes aguf. When you learn ksubis, Rabbi Yeshua is the one that doesn't go basa cheskes aguf. So Rabbi, not vada, he goes basa cheskes aguf. It's just if there's a face off between cheskes aguf and cheskes mamin, it's over there that Rabbi Yeshua says the cheskes mamin. But the bottom line is, as it relates to understanding the Mishnah, when he says one thing and she says another thing, who's the one that has to bring a raya to prove their position? Rabbi Lazar said, it's totally in the Machloikis between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua. According to Rabbi Gamliel, he's always the one that's going to have to bring the Raya, because she's always the one that's going to be believed. According to Rabbi Yeshua, which means he's the one that has the Ksuba, he's the one that has the Cheskes Momen, just like in the first parak. and as a result, she's the one that's going to be the one to bring the Raya. I think the Mishnah didn't sound like that. The Mishnah sounded like it's all one sheet of Divri Rameir, and it really depended on when exactly, yeah, it's true. A betavra, It's a big doichik. But Lamai said that's not the way you read the mission. That is the first mahalach in the sugi. Rava Amar. Rava said. The entire Mishnah is going according to Rabbi Gamliel, who holds that in a situation like this, Nemenes. And what's the lumdus of Nemenes? Cheskes Agof is Adif from Cheskes Mon. And why did Rava? Want to be mafarish that the entire mission is going according to Rabbi Gamliel? Rashi says, because we paskin like Rabbi Gamliel. Because the Gemara in Perik Pesul Nisus was machri like Rabbi Gamliel. And being that we were machri like Rabbi Gamliel, so Rabbi felt that it's 
Number one, doichik to say that part of the mission is Rabbi Yeshua and part of the mission is Rabbi Gamliel. Oh, but befrat to even have a stam mission in Parakamada like Rabbi Yeshua, being that that's not the halacha. So therefore, lo'olam, the whole mission is going coin to Rabbi Gamliel. And if the whole mission is going coin to Rabbi Gamliel, so really the time of the Mishnah holds cheskas haguf azadif. Now, if cheskas haguf azadif, who should win the dispute? She should win the dispute. If that's the case, we understand the safer. In the event that the women were found. And they were found in the Rishus of the Baal. So she needs to, he needs to bring a raya that they were there, Koy de if he wants out of his ksuba. Oh, it's very good because she has a cheskas agov. The cheskas agov says that it must have developed after the Eresin. What do we need to explain? The Reisha. The Reisha says that if it was found so then the Allah is, the Av is going to be the one that's going to have to bring the Raya. So what's Pshat in the Reisha? That's what Rava needs to explain. So Rava said, Reisha, you want to understand Pshat in the Reisha? Kan nimtzahu v'kan hayu. Being that in the Reisha, the women were found in the Rishus of the Father, therefore we assume that if that's where they were found, then they were probably here all along. The words, kan nimtsu, kan hoyu, means that if you find something here, kan nimtsu, elu metzias, right? You're walking on the street and you see something. How long was this here? If kan nimtsu, we're going to assume kan hoyu. They must have been here for a very long time. So if you found the moment inside the rishus of the father, we assume kan hoyu. That's probably where they always were. And being that that's probably where they always were, so it's for that reason it knocks out, we'll explain this better in a second, the cheskes hagov. Sefer, Nami, as it relates to the Sefer, being that they were found in the Rishus of the Baal, Kanimtsu, Kanayu, so we assume that this is always where they were, and being that this is always where they were, so therefore, if it was found in the Rishus of the Baal, that would seem to support her argument, and as a result, he would be the one that would have to bring a raya. So the words kan nimtsu, kan hayu are big words. And there's a big discussion as far as lumbus goes, how it works. But we're just going to be boicher in one pashib shot. And that is, lo'olam Rabbi Gamliel holds nemenis. But the reason Rabbi Gamliel holds nemenis is because she has a cheskes agof. Her cheskes agof is what makes her nemenis. It's not nemenis because we just trust the kala over the chasen. It's she's nemenis because she has a cheskes agof. The only time she'll be nemenis is if she has a festa cheskes agof. But if this epis reyesa in her cheskes agof, that takes away her whole kaya And once she loses her kaya now all of a sudden his cheskes moment is looking a lot better. And as a result, she's now going to be the one that's going to have to bring the raya. Rab, Rava said that even though she has the cheskes agof, but in the event that the mumin were found in the rishos of her father, and there's a svar in the world called kanimtsu kanhoyo, which says that if they were founder in the Rishos of the Father, they might have always been in the Rishos of the Father, even though we don't know, and even though there's a Cheskes HaGuf that says Fakert, but it's enough that it should be Hura Koicha of her Cheskes HaGuf. Enough to establish a Reyes it is. And what happens then is, there's a Cheskes HaGuf, albeit with a Reyes, and a Cheskes HaGuf with a Reyes can't be Moitzi from Cheskes Moment. It's true Cheskes HaGuf, Rabbi Gamliel holds, is other from Cheskes Moment. But that's a perfect Cheskes HaGuf. A Cheskes HaGuf that has a raise that has an asterisk next to it. What's the asterisk? Which it takes away a little bit of the... There's a but. I hear there's a Cheskes HaGuf. Upper 
Lamaisa Kamnin Sukano. So in the Seifu with the Kamnin Sukano, you is in the Rishos of the Baal. Okay, so then there's a regular good Cheskes Agov. The Cheskes Agov is going to be Moitzi from the Cheskes moment. That is Rabbi Gamliel Shita, and that's the way Rabbi's being the Farish because we pass him like Rabbi Gamliel. As it relates to the Rishon, it's going to be different. But the point is that according to Rabbi, the Chilik between the Rishon and the Seifa are the words of the Rishon of the Seifa. Number one, it's all one Shita, and number two, the Chilik is that you find it in the Rishos of, or did you find it in the Rishos of Baal? If you found it in the Rishos of the Baal, so she has a regular Cheskes Agof on Areyes, so Cheskes Agof is other from Cheskes Mama, she does Rabbi Gamaliel. If, however, it was found in the Rishos of the Av, although it's true she has a Cheskes Agof, but it's a Cheskes Agof with Areyes because of the Kan Nimtsu, Kan Hoyus Vara, and as a result, a Cheskes Agof with Areyes so can't be Moitzi from a Cheskes Mama. So, to Gemar, Esa de Abai. So, Abai asked the Kashan Rava, he asked the Festa Kasha. The Mishnah said, Nichnas of the Rishos of Baal, that once she enters the Rishos of Baal, meaning once there was Nisuin, Habal Tzarech Lohavi Raya, then if they found the woman, the Baal is the one that has to bring a Raya. What does he have to bring a Raya to? He has to prove that she already had these women Otherwise, the Allah is, we're going to assume that it happened later in the Stachva Sodeo, and he's going to have to pay the full super. So, Abayas Kasha was like this. It sounds like when he brings the Raya now, actually, Tisaris in, Mishat Tisaris like he needs to prove that she had these women already fired the Erison. But if he was able to prove with Aiden that she had this mum after the Erison, that wouldn't be enough. Freak if I'm Why not? Why don't we say that if he can prove that she had the woman already from the time of Erison, Israela her chaskas agof, and as a result, because of the svar of kanim tzu kanhoyu, the should be that chaskas moment is adif, and he should be off the hook. Meaning, why does he have to prove that she already had the woman fired the Erison? Just prove that she had the woman not the Erison. If he can prove that she had it fired the Erison, so it's checkmate, game over, then it's easy. I understand. But you don't have to do that, L'chaira. In the world of the Tanya Venitin and the Chayisha Mishpah part of the Sugya, I don't see why you need that, Sarabai. It should be enough to prove that she had the woman not the Erison. If you do that, in Lumdis, you just made a Reyes in her Cheskes Agof. He has the Cheskes Momin. And if that's the case, that in and of itself is, is going to be enough. Now, what does this have to do with Rava? Because Bishlam, if you learned the Mishnah, like Rabbi Lazar learned the Mishnah. So Rabbi Lazar said, Tavra Misha So according to Rabbi Gamliel, she's always going to be in a menace. She's always going to be believed because she's always going to have a Cheskes Agof. So if you prove that she had it, Noch Erisin, that doesn't change anything. We're going to assume it happened, Noch Erisin. He doesn't know if Svaris Kan Nintsu Kan Hoyu. So you have to prove it was the Efar Erisin because otherwise she's going to have a Cheskes Agof. But Rabbi is the one that's being Mechadish that even in Rabbi Gamliel, it's possible that her Cheskes in and of itself is not going to be able to, to finish the job. You're going to have to have a cheskes on a reyesa. What gives reyesa? Kanim tzu So, good, let me prove that it was there noch eris, and if I could prove that it was there noch eris, and that would be enough that it should be Israel the cheskes aguf. So, Abayah said that from that line, that you need to prove that it was there already, far erisin. That's a right, there's no such svar of kanin sukanhoyu. Because if there's a svar of kanin sukanhoyu, let me just prove that it was there, nocht erisin. And as long as it was there, nocht erisin, there's a reyes in the cheskis agof, and that would be enough that the cheskis momen should be yadif amale. So Rava responded to Abayah, and he told Abayah, Mishenes Arso, one, if you can only prove 
that the mum developed noch the eris. I mean, you have no raya that the mum was there far the erisin. Mishum the iklam emar. Then the halacha is that she would still be believed, and the reason is because there's a svarich hazok ein adam shoyis bekayis elam came boitkai. This far a person wouldn't drink out of a cup of wine unless he checks and he makes sure that the cup of wine is clean and it's something that he's allowed to drink. A person wouldn't get married to a woman unless he knows that the woman doesn't have any woman that he doesn't want that his wife should have. As a result, from the fact that there was already an Asuan, right? Right now there was an Asuan. So we assume that if there was a mum that bothered you, then you would have already been Baidik, and we would have known about it. And from the fact that we didn't hear anything about this until after the Nesuin, so that's a raya that there was no such mum, and as a result, it's, uh, or at the very least, if there was such a mum, you're okay with it, and therefore you can't come now with a taina and say that you think that the mum was already there, far the erisen. So, meaning, it's true, once you prove that the mum was there, la'acha erisen, there's a reyesen, her cheskas agof, but, she's still going to be believed. Not because of her chaskas agof, that was Isra, because of kan nimtzu, kan hoyu. The reason she's going to be believed is because there's a different chazaka that's supporting her argument, a chazaka that also has the ability to be moitzi from chaskas mamen, which is a chiddish, but the point is, there's a chazaka that says, Eid adam shayis abakayis, alam kein boitkoy. So, you, zikha, did your due diligence, you were fine with whatever you found or didn't find, and the bottom line is, you can't come with a taina now. It says, right, the high rub and a fire, so meaning whatever he saw, he was already okay. It was like, Ihachi, if that's the case, then actually, the Saris Nami. Let's say he brings Raya's that she had the moment fire the Erisin. Now, it's not just Israel Cheskes Agof. Now, we know for sure she had the moment. There's no Cheskes Agof at all, because we know for sure. But still, if you're telling me there's a new Chazaka in the Meshayis of Akais, Elm Kim Boitkai, and that Chazaka is enough of a Chazaka to be mighty from Cheskes moment, so then even if he proves that she had a fire there. So what's Pasha Pashan in the Mishnah? Elo Amrin. And the reason you don't say in the case of Achaloi Tesaris is because Chazaka in other Mephayas Bumumen. Because we say that that Chazaka that you're talking about is not a real Chazaka. That Chazaka that a person is in other Mephayas Bumumen came by guy. I hear it, but at the same time, ain't other Mephayas Bumumen. There's a Chazaka that, that corresponds, that goes against that, that says that a person wouldn't be Mephayas Bumumen. And because it's a Chazaka that a person wouldn't be Mephayas Bumumen, so that somehow knocks out. So the Gemara says, so if that's the case, Hachanami name a Chazaka in a Mephayas Bumumen. So what difference does it make if you found it Farda Erisin or, or Nachta Erisin? Maman of Shach, if there's a Chazaka in Adam Shaitz of a Kaiselam came Boitkai, so then even if you can prove that she had the woman before the Erisin, that chazaka should be enough to be moitzi moment from chaskas moment. And if you're telling me that that isn't a chazaka, because lo'umas the chazaka in adam shoyse bekoisalim came boitkai. There is actually a fakerta umdena of ein adam mafayis b'mumin. So if that's the case, then it's hajar koshul aduchte. Let him just prove that she had the mumin mishenis arsa. And if she had the mumin mishenis arsa, that's enough to make a reyesa in her cheska sakuf because of kanim su kan hayu. And as a result, he should win. What are you telling me? Because there's a chazaka of ein adam shoyse bekoisalim came boitkai. Yeah. Can I get that? There's a chazaka in other Mephayas Bumumen. And I'll prove it to you because then, if not, what's the difference? Misha Nesarsa, Ashla Nesarsa. In other words, the Gemara is just saying that any svara that you're going to tell me is a reason that if you can prove only that she had the Mumen Misha Nesarsa, that still she should win because of some other chazaka, that chazaka is something she should have even if you can prove that she had the Mumen before the Erisin. So the Gemara says like this, El, Mishen Esarsa, if all the husband can prove is that she had this 
the moment Mishana Sahas, but he can't prove that she had the moment Kaida Mayor said it's Mishum the Ikatarte. Over there, the reason she's going to win is because she has two things. Number one, Chazaka Hamad Haguf al Chazgasa, she has a Chazgas Haguf. The Chazaka ain't another Mashay Savakais, and Elam came by Kai. The High Rav and Afayasu, and she also has the Chazaka that ain't another Mashay Savakais, Elam came by Kai. My Amrit, what are you going to tell me? Chazaka ain't another Mashay Savakais, you're going to tell me that Kinega the Chazaka ain't another Mashay Savakais, Elam came by Kai, there's a Chazaka ain't another Mashay Savakais. It's one chazaka against two. The and one chazaka doesn't go against two chazakas. So there's two things that are supporting her. Number one, she has the chazaka of her cheskes hagof. Number two, the chazaka of Einadam Shoyes of a Kais Elam came by it. Connected that is a chazaka of Einadam Mafayes Bemumin, but it's two against one. Actually, to Cyrus, however, in the event that he can prove that already before Eris and she had this movement, then Hemen Akuf Al Cheskes Now you don't have the cheskes hagof anymore. Why not? Because now we. We know for sure she had the moment before the Eris and Ma'ika. What do you have? Chazaka, the Eidah the Meshayis of Bekais. Elam came by Bekais. What you have is the Chazaka of Eidah the Meshayis of Bekais. The Haira, the Nefayasu. So you want to come to me simply because of the Chazaka of Eidah the Meshayis of Bekais. Elam came by Bekais. And you must have known about it and you were okay with it. Adarabah, I would say just the opposite. Chazaka, Eidah the Meshayis of There's a Chazaka that goes, Fakad, Heaven, Maman, Al Chazkasai. And over there, Adarabah, Gamaliel is going to hold that you go Basachaskis moment. In other words, what the Gemara is saying is follows. What the Gemara is saying is that Rava held that the mission is going according to Rabbi Gamliel. According to Rabbi Gamliel, anytime you have a dispute like this, where she has the Cheskes Agof and he has the Cheskes Maman, Cheskes Agof is going to be Adif. And that's why if it was found in the Rosh Baal, the Baal is the one that has to bring a Raya because she's going to be Nemenes based on her Cheskes Agof. Ay, he's the Muchsik, he has the Cheskes Maman. Cheskes Agof is Adif from Cheskes Maman. If, however, the Mumin were found in the Rosh Hashanah, in that case, there's a reyes on our cheskes agof because of kanimsu kanhayu, and because of that reyes, she doesn't have a good cheskes agof to be able to be moitzni from the cheskes moment. And that's the chilub between the reyes and the safe. Abayis kasha was that you see that when the mumen were found after nesuin, he now needs to go prove his case. He would have to prove that she had the mumen already before erison. His kasha was a festa kasha. Why do you have to prove you had the mumen far erison? Prove that you had it noch erison. Al kapone bevesavir. Once it was bevesavir, kamnitzu kanhayu. It shafts a raise in her cheskes agof. He has the cheskes mom, and the cheskes mom is going to be adif v'haraya because that's the loch if it was nimtza bevesavir. So let me just prove that it was already a nimtza bevesavir, and being that it was a nimtza bevesavir, that should be enough. The short answer, the Gemara gave a long answer with a back and a forth and a forth and a back. That you have to go through the cheshbon a little bit more slower. But the short answer is that it's true that in that case, where you prove that she had the movement already, Mishanes Arso, there would be a Reya in Cheskes Agov. It would not be a perfect Cheskes Agov, because of Kanin Tzokano, you can't debate that. For sure it wouldn't be a perfect Cheskes Agov. However, there's another thing that's supporting her as well, and that is, there's a Chazoka Ein Adam Shoyse Bekois, Elo Imkein Boitko. Now the truth is, that Chazoka in a vacuum is not a perfect Chazoka. Because if that chazaka in a vacuum is a perfect chazaka, then we're not having this conversation. Because then even if she had the mumin far the erisin, there's a chazaka of Einadam Shaitz because Elam came boyka, and he would always lose and she would always win. And the reason that's not a perfect chazaka is because corresponding the chazaka Einadam Shaitz because Elam came boyka, there's another chazaka that says that Einadam Mephayas for mumin. So that chazaka is not a perfect chazaka. But when you have a cheskes agof, 
Albeit a shvach cheskes aguf, albeit a cheskes aguf with a reyes of kanim su kanayu, and you have a chazak of einad meshoyis elam, einad meshoyis bekois elam came boitkoi. The two together are enough for her to be able to win, and that's the point. The point is, is that in the event that it was found bir shosavia, so then all she has is the cheskes aguf. Being that all she has is the cheskes aguf. Now there's a reyes on the cheskes aguf. Once there's a reyes in the cheskes aguf, so at that point we're going to say kan insul kan Once it's found in the rishus of the husband, there was already a nesuin. If there was a nesuin, so now already there's a chazak of einadam shoyse bekois alam kein boitkoi. So as much as her cheskes aguf is not a perfect cheskas hagof, but at the same time, she does have something going for her. And that is the chazoke in on the shoyse bekois, elam came boitkoi. And it's for that reason, in that case, if all he would be able to prove is that she had this moment at the time of the erisin, her cheskas hagof would work. I, I thought the cheskas hagof five seconds ago didn't work when it was bevei sovia. Yeah, but now it has something working with it. It has this other chazak of in on the Elam came boitkoi. And the only time he would be able to win now is if he can prove she had it farda eris. And if she had a farda eris, and now there's no cheskas hagof at all. I, what about the chazak in on the Elam came boitkoi? Can I get that? In on the mefayis It's not a perfect. So basically, we're taking two things that are not perfect and we're marrying them together, and that's how this is working. We're taking an imperfect cheskas hagof. Why is it imperfect? Because of the reyes of kanim to kanayu, and we're taking an imperfect chazaka in on the shayis bekois elam came boitkoi. Why is that not perfect? Because kineged that in on the fayis b'mumin. But tzamen sheves achim gam yocha together they're able to go ahead and they're able to create the menace. But the bottom line is, as it relates to the pashib shad and the mishnah, the whole mishnah is going according to Rabbi Gamliel. The chiluk in the ration, the sefer is the words of the mishnah. In one case it was nimsa b'shos in the other case it was nimsa b'shos baila. Why does it matter when it's nimsa b'shos? Bailo, there's no reyes in the cheskes haguf. Rabbi Gamliel shittes cheskes haguf is other, just like he said it by Tainas Domim, he holds it by Tainas Mumin. The reyes of the Mishnah is talking about where it was found bishosavir. If it was found bishosavir, kanimtu kanhoyu, which means in English there's a reyes in the cheskes Mumin, in the cheskes haguf. And because there's a reyes in the cheskes haguf, it's for that reason the cheskes haguf is not other to be able to be moitzi from the cheskes Mumin. That's the second shot. In the Gemara. The third shot of the Gemara is Ravashi. Ravashi always has the last say in Gemara. Ravashi, Yama, Ravashi said, Reishod, you know what the chilik between the Reish and the Sefer is? The words of the Mishnah. Meaning, the Mishnah is one shita. It's not Tavra Mishnah Which shita is it? Is it Rabbi Gamliel or Rabbi Yeshua? We pass him like Rabbi Gamliel. So it's going to be Rabbi Gamliel. And based on that, really, the halacha should be that always she should be in a menace. Why? Because Cheskes Agof is always other from Cheskes Maman. And if that's the case, just like we spoke out when we learned Rav Shita. We understand the Sefer. What do we need to understand? We need to understand the Reisha. So what's Pshan in the Reisha? So Rav Ashi said, the Reisha is mono la'aba biyatcha, the Sefer mono li biyatcha. He said a very posh to Teretz. Poshin in Cheshben, not posh in Alamdus, but the words are very, very posh. And that is, the Reisha is talking about where she's still in the Rishos of her father. Now, we're going to make an Akimta. The Akimta is she was either a Ketana or a Naira. And because she's either a Ketana or a Naira, right now, in the event that she gets Ksuba, who's going to get the Ksuba? Her father's going to get the Ksuba. The reason is the father is Zoycha in all her Shvach Urim. And although she was married, but Erisin is not Moitzi, a girl from the Rishos of her father. It's only Nesuin that's Moitzi from the Rishos of her father. 
Reisha, she's still Rosh Hashanah, which means there's Eresen. If all there is is Eresen, so who's going to be the beneficiary of the Ksuba in the event that there's a Ksuba? The father's going to be the beneficiary. The Seif is talking about where there was already a Nesuah. She's in the Rosh Hashanah. Who would be the beneficiary then? It's the, herself, because at this point, the Nesuah was Maitzir from the Rosh Hashanah of her father. Her father doesn't have Rishvach Nurim anymore. Why does this play a role? So here's Rav Ashi's Lamdis. His Lamdis is that what's giving her the Ksuba? What's the Taina of the father, of the Kala? Her if she's the one that's going to end up with the money, it's going to be deposited in her bank account, then she can leverage her cheskes agof. Her cheskes agof works to give her the money. But her cheskes agof to give her father the money, that already doesn't work. Now, why this should be is one of the things that alumnus need to be understood in the sugi. But the point is, is that when she's the beneficiary of it, so then it makes a lot of sense that she should be able to get. And that's the chilek between the reish and the seifa. The reisha is... A case where the father is the beneficiary of it. As a result, the cheskes haguf is not adif. We go past the cheskes moment. In the seifa, she's the beneficiary. She therefore can use her cheskes haguf. If she can use her cheskes haguf, it's basically a shayla of a cheskes haguf versus cheskes moment. The Tanit Mishnah Rabbi Gamliel who holds that cheskes haguf is always going to be adif. Says the Gemara. Ace fair of Achabrei the Rav Avi the Rav Ashi. So Achabrei the Rav Avi asked Rav Ashi the following question: Moider Rav Meir, and this is from uh, a brisa. So the Bryce said that a mayor was moida the mumen haruuyin lava ima mi beisavia shalo av lahaviraya. So this is referring to the safe of the Mishnah, safe of the Mishnah where the mumen were found where b'shos baila, where the halacha of the Mishnah is that if the mumen were found b'shos baila, the halacha is the baal is now the one that has to bring a raya. But a mayor said there's certain mumen where that's not the case. A mayor said that mumen that were ruuyin lava ima mi beisavia. These are women where it's mistabber. The Gemara will explain in a minute. But these are women that it, it's mistabber that it came from the rishus of the father. So in those cases, the father is the one that has to bring the raya. So Rav Achabrei, Rav Avi, asked Rav Ashi that according to you, Rav Ashi, where you seemingly simplified the machloikis and you said that it's very simple. Avada cheskes haguf is adaf micheskes mamen. That's the aside of shitas Rabbi Gamliel. And our Mishnah is Rabbi Gamliel. And wherever she's the one that's going to be the beneficiary, she could always use her cheskes So here too, she should be able to get it. What's the difference between a regular mum or a mumin that a ruin lava ima bevei As long as you can use the cheskes Rabbi Gamliel's sheet is, the cheskes is always adif. Now the Gemara doesn't ask how this plays itself out with regards to Rabbi Loz's pshan in the Mishnah and with regards to Rav's pshan in the Mishnah. They were also all mefarish, the safe of the Mishnah that it's going according to Rabbi Gamliel. But let's just learn the Gemara and that is, the kasha was that according to Rav Ashi, what's pshat in the Rameyer, in this Taisefta, why does Rameyer hold that when it comes to these women, at the end of the day, it's monoli biyadchohu, so why shouldn't she have her cheskas agov? It's talking about a certain type of mum that we know for sure she had before she got married. For example, Rashi says she has an extra finger. So that's not something that could have developed later in life, and as a result, there's no question over here of cheskas agov. So the Gemara says, if, if, you, if, you, if you're serious, if that's what's going on over here, so my raya, my see, what, what what kind of raya could you even bring? Right, bring a raya. How are you going to bring a raya? Sinigmar says, no, very good schmack. What you could do is, is you can might see raya the rav in a fire. So you could bring a raya that he was okay with, and not a raya that it developed after the chasam. But you could bring a raya that this was something that he knew about, and it was something that he was okay about. Either way, this concludes the first part of the daf. So again, just to make a, a, a sikum on the first part of the daf, the Mishnah was discussing a man that got married and she had mumin. What's the halacha? If she had the mumin before the erisin, so then yoitzi. 
he has to give her a get, assuming there was no tenai that was made. However, he doesn't have an obligation to give a ksuba. If they developed after the heirs, and it's bullshit, that he would have a chiv to give a ksuba. In our Mishnah, there was a dispute. He claims that it was there. Fardairisen, maybe. And she says, Barili, that no, this was something that developed after the Erisin. What's Talacha? The Mishnah says it depends. Did you find it in the Rishos of her father or in the Rishos of the husband? If it was found after Erisin, before, I mean, if it happened, if we found it before the Erisin, we're not having this conversation. If you found it after the Erisin, before the Nesuin, then she's the one that has to bring a Raya. If you found it after the Nesuin, then he's the one that has to bring a Raya. And the Gemara said, Rabbi Nesuin, what's the Chilak? And three Mahalchim. The first Mahalchim is Rabbi Lazar. There really is no Chilak between Bishos Avir, Bishos Baila, Tavra Mishashan Azul, Eshan Azul. It's two different Shitas. The Reisha, the Mishnah is Rabbi Yeshua, the same Mishnah is Rabbi Gamliel. Which Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Gamliel, the ones that argued on the few days, Cheskes Aguf versus Cheskes Mamen, is Cheskes Aguf Adav versus Cheskes Mamen Adav. Rabbi Gamliel's Shita was Cheskes Aguf is Adav. That was Tainus Daman, this is Tainus Mamen. But the point is, if Cheskes Aguf is Adav, so therefore she's the one that has the Cheskes Aguf over here to assume that it happened at a later date, therefore she's going to be the one that's going to be believed, regardless of whether you found the Bishos of Yer, Bishos Bible. According to Rabbi Yeshua, Cheskas Momen is Adif, and because Cheskas Momen is Adif, so regardless of when you found it, the Allah is that he's always going to be the one that's going to be believed. So the ratio that says that she needs to bring a raya is Rabbi Shua that says Cheskas Momen is Adif, and the Sefer that says that he has to bring a raya is Rabbi Gamliel that was Cheskas Haguf is Adif. Rava said that Avada, the time of the Mishnah is one Shita, and it's Rabbi Gamliel because we Paskin like Rabbi Gamliel in Perak Pesulinesis. So the whole Mishnah therefore holds Cheskes Haguf is Adif. Cheskes Haguf is Adif, we understand the Sefer was Pshat in the Reisha, and the Reisha there's a race on the Cheskes Haguf. Kan Nimsu Kan Hayo. And because there's a race on the Cheskes Haguf, therefore you can't use the Cheskes Haguf. So if there's a good like in the Seifo, and the Chanami Cheskes Haguf is Adif. In the Reisha there's a race, and because there's a race, it's for that reason it doesn't work. The third Mahalach in the Sugi was Ravashi. Ravashi she also learned like Rava that the whole mission is going according to Rabbi Gamliel because we paskin like Rabbi Gamliel and if that's the case Cheskes Aguf should always be Adif and that's Pshat in the Sefer what's Pshat in the Reisha because in the Reisha all there was was Erisin and because all there was was Erisin so right now who's going to be the beneficiary of the Ksuba in the event that there's Ksuba the father is so the father wants to be Zakai Bedin using his daughter's Cheskes Aguf it doesn't work if you're the one that's going to be the beneficiary the check's being made out to you so then you can use your Cheskes Aguf but for the Tata to use his daughter's cheskas agov, that's not something that's okay. And because that's not something that's okay, so it's for that reason, it's going to be different. Either way, this concludes the first part of today's daf. So we're continuing to discuss the halachas of a man that got married and he discovered that his wife had mumen. The Mishnah daf Ayin Bey said that if someone's Makadash Anisha and he stipulates that I'm only being Makadash you, Almanas, that you have no moment. And then he discovers that she had moment. The Allah is Ena Mekudashas. Kinsastan, if he didn't make any such stipulation, then the Allah is they're married. However, he's not obligated to give her. Her That's Pashat, that the only time mumin would impact a marriage is if we can determine that the mumin that the woman has, she had prior to the Kedushan. If, however, she developed mumin after the Kedushan, it's Pashat that from a halachic perspective, those mumin would be neither here nor there. The way we would look at it is... And as a result, they would be married and he would have all the super responsibilities that every married man ordinarily has. The Mishnah discussed what happens if there was a dispute, meaning a man got married and then he discovered that his wife has mumin, he tainas, that 
being that there are women, he's not obligated at the very least to pay Ksuba. She says, it's true I have women. However, the woman developed after the Erisin. As a result, it has no bearing on the Ksuba. So what's Talach? The Mishnah, in the name of Rameir, mentioned a Reisha and a Seifa. The Reisha seems to say that in the event that the women were found Bevesavir, they were found while she was an Arusa, but before the actual Nesuin, then Dalach is that she or her father, assuming she's a Ketana or Naira, would have to bring a Raya to prove that these women were not there prior to the Kedushan. Otherwise, he would be in the right and he would not be mechuyev to give her the ksuba. If, however, the woman were found when she was already b'shus habal after the nesuin, then we would say that it's incumbent upon the husband to prove that the woman were there prior to the erisin. Otherwise, he would have a responsibility to pay out the entire ksuba. And Really, yesterday's daf was all about trying to understand what difference does it make, whether it was found Bishos Avia or whether it was found Bishos Baila. And what emerged from the Gemara is there are three Mahalchim Poshibshat in the Amoiran, how to understand the Mishnah. And the general approach, as it relates to the Gemara's Havana and the Mishnah, was that before we get into the nuance of the Mishnah, we have to appreciate that this Mishnah is a direct hit. It's a perfect tzushtel to another Mishnah that we spent a lot of time on earlier in the Masechta. It's a Mishnah that, you'd base on base that goes into really all the back dafin of Bessalonisus and even the opening daf of Perikah Ishish and Psalm. And, and that is the is between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua in a situation where again there was a dispute between the man and the woman as it relates to Tainas Domit. So the mission over there was talking about a man married a Basula, or so he thought, Biyai and then he discovered by the Biyari Shaina that she had a Pesach Pesuach or she had no Dam Sulam. He went Thursday morning following the Takanas Chachamim into Bezdin and said, She came to Bezdin and she said, True, I'm not denying it. However, He says, Maybe it was said, She's the one that's going to be believed. Rabbi Yeshua says, No. And what emerged from that so you're the way the Gemara in our sugya understands it and is simplifying it anyways is that Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua were having a Yisoydist Gemachloikis anytime there's a momentous dispute and there's a cheskas agof supporting one argument, and there's a cheskas moment supporting the other argument. Which is adif? Is the cheskas agof adif, or is the cheskas moment adif? What does it have to do with that sugya? Because over there, the woman has a cheskas agof that says mishe'irastani nasti because she was born a besula, so presumably she remained a besula until the latest possible moment. So she has a cheskas agof that's supporting her argument. The man is the one holding on to the money. He's the muxik. As a result, he has a cheskas moment. So really, if you break down the machloikis, Rabbi Gumliel and Rabbi Yeshua, to its lumdisha components, what you have is a shayla. When there's a cheskas agof on one side of the ledger and a cheskas moment on the other side of the ledger, in the world of chazokis, which one is going to be adif? Rabbi Gumliel seems to be of the opinion, cheskas agof is adif, therefore she's not menace. Rabbi Yeshua says, why? Because cheskas moment is going to be adif. So the Gemara said that, really, high level, that is what's happening in our Mishnah as well. Over here, she's tining that, yes, I have Mumin, but Misha'i Rastani, it all happened after I was already Arusa. And she really has a Cheskes Aguf that's supporting her because she wasn't born with these Mumin. And as a result, it's Mistaber then that the, the Mumin that she did develop, she developed at the latest possible moment. The husband, 
has a cheskas moment that's supporting his argument because he's the one holding on to the money right now. And if she wants the ksuba, she has to schlep it out of him. So really what we have is a question of cheskas hagov versus cheskas moment. And if that's the case, then the machloikis, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua, very much should be the backdrop to understanding this Mishnah on Daf Hayin Heyer Menalaf. In other words, the Mishnah Daf Yud Beis Amid Beis, which is discussing Tainas Domim, and the Mishnah on Daf Hayin Heyer Menalaf, which is discussing, nice term, Tainas Mumin, seem to be the same exact discussion when you break it down. Now, our Mishnah, no mention of Rabbi Gamliel, no mention of Rabbi Yeshua, our Mishnah mentions Divri Rameyer, and then a very ambiguous Vachacham Amoimrim, but there's no mention of Rabbi Gamliel or Rabbi Yeshua, but the Gemara Ulda Amoiran, Ki'ishach HaBalei Vechad, we're in agreement that for sure the Machlaikis Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua is a perfect Tzushtel to the Mishnah right here on Daf Ayin Heya Manal. Okay, so how does it play itself out, Lemaisa, in terms of understanding the Mishnah? Rabbi Lazar said that I believe that the opinion of Rameyer that stated in our Mishnah that had a Reish and a Seifa where the Mumu were found versus where the Mumu were found and not really two cases Aliba the one man the Amar but Tavra Misha Shonazu Shonazu it's really two completely different opinions the first line the Reish is Rabbi Yeshua and being that it's Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Yeshua holds cheskas mamen is adaf mecheskas agov, therefore the halach is that the father, if he wants the ksuba, is going to have to prove that he's in the right. The seifa of the Mishnah is Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel holds cheskas agov is adaf mecheskas mamen, and therefore it's the husband that's going to have to prove that he's in the right in the event that he doesn't want to have to pay out the ksuba. Now, why did the ratio of the Mishnah talk about where it was found b'shosav, and then the seifa of the Mishnah talk about where it was found b'shosabal? You have to know. But it makes no difference in halacha. Because the ratio of the Mishnah is Rabbi Yeshua, and the halacha would be the same whether it was found Bishos Av or Bishos Aval, and the safe of the Mishnah is Rabbi Gamliel, and again it would be the same whether it was found Bishos Av or Bishos Aval. Now, what's dachuk about this? Number one, to say that Rameyer is talking Saya Liba the Rabbi Yeshua and Saya Liba the Rabbi Gamliel, the fact that the idea of finding in Bershot Sa'av or Bershot Sa'av is not the punchline of the Mishnah. And really it makes no difference because it's two completely different opinions and each opinion is not discriminating between whether it was found Bershot Sa'av or Bershot Sa'av. That's also a dachik. But there's another thing that's dachik and that's what Rashi speaks out very clearly in the Sugya. And that is we paskin like Rebbe Gamliel. And really the maskan of the Sugya and Daf Yud Beis and Yud Gimel and Yud Dalet and Tezvav and Tezayin was all that halach is like Rebbe Gamliel. And being that we paskin like Rebbe Gamliel, why is Rebbe Yeshua's Shita resurfacing 60 dafen later in the Mesechta as a Stam Mishnah in the Reisha here in Parakamader. And because of that, the Amoyroyim, specifically Rava and Ravashi, preferred to figure out a way to make the whole Mishnah work. Aliba the Rabbi Gamliel. Okay, how do we do that? Rava said that La'olam the Mishnah is Rabbi Gamliel. If the Mishnah is Rabbi Gamliel, really she should be believed. And that's why if it was Nimsa B'Shosh HaBal, the Allah is the Baal is the one that has to bring a raya. Aye, if that's the case, why then, when it's Nimsa B'Shosh HaAv, does the father have to bring the raya? The father is the one that's coming with the Cheskas HaGuf. His daughter has that Chazaka. So why should he have to prove anything? The reason is because that Cheskas HaGuf has a raya. The reason there's a raya is because there's a Svara in the world of Chazakas that says, Kan Nimsu? Wherever the soul, or in this case, the women were found, we are going to assume they probably were always there. And being that the women we now have reason to believe may have always been Bershosavia, 
that is misnagged to the Cheskes Agof, and it's for that reason you don't have a good Cheskes Agof. When it was found, Bishos Habal Adarabah, the Khan Nimsu Khan Hoyu was going to say it happened Lachan Asuan. It happened when she was already in the Rishos Habal. But when it was found in the Rishos of the Av, Khan Nimsu Khan Hoyu makes a Reyesa in the Cheskes Agof. That's the way we learned Pashib Shah yesterday. And it's based on that, you're not going to have the Cheskes Agof. Ravashi said a different terrace. Ravashi said again, the whole mission is going according to Rabbi Gamliel, the Cheskes Agof is Adif. If that's the case, why, when it was found in the Rishos of Av, is the halacha that the Av has to bring a raya? The reason is because in that case, the girl didn't have Nesuin yet. And being that she didn't have Nesuin yet, she's still in the Rishos of her father. And being that she's still in the Rishos of her father, in the event that she gets the Ksuba, the father is going to be the beneficiary of the Ksuba. So really what the father wants to do in this Toyin Venitin is he wants to leverage his daughter's Cheskes so he can make money. So Kravashi, it doesn't work that way. If you yourself are going to be the recipient of the money, you can use your Cheskes But Rabbi Gamliel never said as Allah that Cheskes is out of Micheskes Momin where someone else, not the girl herself who has the Cheskes Agof is going to end up being the beneficiary of the money. Either way, three Mahalchem had to understand the Mishnah. Rabbi Lazar said that Tavra Misha Shana Zulay Shana Zul. Rabbi Rava said the whole Mishnah is going according to Rabbi Gamliel. The Chiluk between the Reish and the Seif is the Svar of Kaninsu Kanhayu. Rabbi Ashi said the whole Mishnah is going according to Rabbi Gamliel. The Chiluk between the Reish and the Seif is in the Reisha. It's the father that's the one that's going to end up getting the money. Therefore, he can't use the Cheskes Agov. In the Seif, it's the girl herself that's going to end up getting the money. And it's for that reason she would be able to use the Cheskes Agov. Today's daf is going to begin with a statement that was made by one of the Amairah. The Amir Shmuel. It's an Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel. Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel the halacha, that's Nogeya Choshem Mishpat, it's a real Dine Mominus Digi case, and Shmuel, as we're about to see, proved his Chiddush from our Mishnah, and really the exercise of the Gemara is going to be trying to understand, number one, what Shmuel's saying, and even more specifically, which part of the Mishnah was Shmuel proving his halacha from? Zok Tegmar, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, Hamachlif para bechamar. If there were two people, one person had a para and the other person had a chamar, and they made a deal between the two, and they said, "I'll give you my para, you give me your chamar." The way that they wanted the Kenyan, meaning this chalipin to take place, was based on a halacha that's mentioned elsewhere, and that is that if one of these two parties will do Meshicha on the thing that he's trying to acquire. Number one, he'll acquire the thing that he did Meshicha on. And the other party will acquire the other item, even though he himself was never Meshach. So, we'll call these two people Reuven and Shimon. And Reuven, who owned the Chamar, did Meshicha on the Par. And before Shimon had an ability to do Meshicha or to at least go get the Chamar of Ruvain, at Shemesa Chamar, he found that the Chamar had already died. Now there was a dispute whether or not the Chamar was alive at the time that Ruvain did Meshicha on the Parah. And the question is, who has the responsibility to prove whether it was or wasn't? Said Shmuel, it's Ruvain that does. Ruvain's the Bala Chamar, and he has to prove that his Chamar was around at the time that he did Meshicha on the Parah. So before we conclude with the last three words of Shmuel said, let's just explain the case, and let's just break it down a little bit better. Ruvain and Shimon are sitting down to do a business deal together. Ruvain has a Chamar, Shimon has a Parah. They want to switch. Perfect. 
the agreement was that we'll follow the Kenyan that says that I'll do Meshicha, Ruvain says, to your para, and as soon as I do Meshicha to your para, I'll be kind of the para, and you're going to be kind of my Hamar. The Kachava. Shimon then goes to the stable of Ruvain to go find the Hamar. It's lying on the floor. It had died. It wasn't alive. And the question was, was the Hamar alive at the time that Ruvain did Meshicha on the para, or was it not alive at that time? Why does it matter? If it was alive at the time that Ruvain did Meshicha on the para, that means Shimon, through the Kenyan of Chalipin, through this Mashiach, would have acquired the Hamar. When the Hamar died, it died when it already belonged to Shimon. The Stachva Sadeo has nothing to do with Ruven. As a result, a deal is a deal. Shimon will have made the deal of his lifetime. He literally sold his Hamar moments before it was about to die. He ended up with a Gezinta key, and everything is good. As far as Shimon goes, Shimon ended up losing out. If, however, the Hamar was dead already at the time that Reuven did Meshich on the para, so it comes out, it was a Mekachtais. They were working under the impression that the Hamar was alive. And if we find out later that the Hamar was not alive, so then... Obviously, this entire transaction would be off. So the question is, how to view this? Said Shmuel, I'll tell you the halacha. The halacha is, Ruven, the Bala Hamar, has to prove that the Hamar was alive at the time that he did this transaction. And if he cannot prove that the Hamar was alive at the time of this transaction, he's going to have to return the parah to its sender. He's going to have to give it back to Shimon. And Shimon's going to walk off again with the parah. Now, if you think about this case for a second... And we break it down, which is the segue now for the Gemara that we're about to learn. Really, there are a few different ideas, specifically chazakas, that we need to try to process a little bit. Number one, whenever there's a Sophic moment, the halacha is, meaning, Reuven and Shimon are fighting over money. Okay, Reuven is the one that's holding the money, Shimon has to prove that. It's his if he wants to take it from Reuven. If Shimon is the one that's holding on to the money, then Reuven's going to be the one that's going to have to prove it's his if he wants to take it away from Shimon. So ordinarily, when it comes to a question of Sophic Mammon, we look at the Mochsik and we say, If you're trying to take away from your friend, you're the one that always has to bring the right. Now over here, Reuven did Mashiach on the part. He has the part. It's already grazing in his field. Based on that, you would think that for sure Shimon should have to be the one to bring her out. Yet that's not Shmuel's Psak. Shmuel's Psak is that Ruvain, even though he has the power in his Rishos, is the one that has to bring her out. So the first question we just have to address is, isn't Ruvain the Muxik on the para? And if Ruvain's the Muxik on the para, shouldn't he, based on that in and of itself, be the rightful owner? The short answer to that is that Ruvain's holding on to the para is clear in this suya, is not deemed to make him into a muhsik. And the reason he's not deemed to be a muhsik is, Pashibshad is because Alzeg Gufa Anudanin. Meaning, being that we know exactly how Ruven acquired this, he acquired it through a Kenyan, and we're questioning the validity of that Kenyan, so the fact that he has it can't play any role in maybe making it his. And it's for that reason, the fact that he's a muhsik in and of itself, is not going to tell us anything. Okay, so we basically drop the, the simple approach of just leaving it by the mochzik. Okay, so, again, how do we then view it? There's a cheskes haguf here. Why is this a cheskes haguf? Because the, the chamar has a chazaka that it was probably alive until the latest possible time. Just like on Dafyud Bey's, the 
woman has a chazaka that she was a besula until the latest possible time, just like on dafayin hay, the woman has a chazaka that she didn't have a mum until the latest possible time. There's a chazaka, a cheskes agufan, this chamar, that probably did not die until the latest possible time. Now, if it died at the latest possible time, it means that it would have died right before they went to see it, which was already after the transaction, and based on that, Ruven would be in the right. So, Lachura, Ruven has a cheskes aguf that's supporting it. Lumas that, however, Shimon has a chazaka. He has a cheskes moment. Now, I thought there is no cheskes moment. There's no muchsek, but there is a cheskes moment. There's a cheskes marakama. Cheskes marakama says that there are situations where there's a dispute in dine momentous and there's no one physically holding on to it. So we look at it, who the last rightful owner was and we leave it by him. Usually we apply a cheskes marakama where something is kindly besimta. The Gemara Bav Dafkov, where there's physically no one holding on to it. Over here, someone is physically holding on to it, but that's just. In the Ulamagashmi, in the real world, and from a halachic perspective, that person that's holding on to it is not really deemed to be holding on to it, he's not really deemed to be a muhsik. Which means that Shimon is then the rightful person as far as Cheskis Momin goes, albeit not a muhsik, a Cheskis Marakam. So, really, when you strip it down, what you have over here is Ruvain has a Cheskis Haguf that's supporting his argument, the Cheskis Chaim of the Chamar, and Shimon has a Cheskes moment that's supporting his argument, which is what? Which is a Cheskes Marakama. Now, if that's the case, there seems to be a perfect Tzushtal to this Halacha. You know what the Tzushtal is? The Machloikis, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua. The Machloikis that we have in Daf Yud Beis V'chul. And the Machloikis that reappeared here in Parakamadar and Daf Ayin Hei. And that is any time you have a situation where there's a Suffolk moment and there's a Cheskes Aguf on the one hand and there's a Cheskes moment on the other hand. What do you do? Do you go Basa Cheskes Aguf or do you go Basa Cheskes moment? So really, if we would stop right here, and somebody would ask you, no, you're learning Suvis? Let me ask you a Shaila. Machluf Barvechamar, with this Gansa Shaila. So, if you would think about it, a shtickle like a lam, then you would come at it and you would say, I think it's Mamish the Machloikis, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Yeshua. It's a question of where you have a Cheskis Aguf versus a Cheskis moment. And what we're about to see is that that's the Emmas. Kachava, that's Taka what it is. It's Taka what it is. It's a Tsushtel of Rabbi Gamliel, of Rabbi Yeshua, to your classic everyday situation of a Machluf Barvechamar. I just want to emphasize this before we start this part of the daf. Really, before we start the daf, and that is that every Chayshim Mishpah case is a little bit unique. Some of the classic cases that appear in different places in Bava Kama, Bava Metziah, Bava Basra, and in Ksuvis and Kitten Kedushan, what's unique about this case is it's a a Chayshim Mishpat case of a Machlev Bar of a Chamar. There's no Chassina, there's no Shvez, there's no Shvigir, there's no Ksubiz. It's not such a complicated case. A simple case of Machlev Bar of a Chamar, where the Gemara thinks that the right way to approach it when you go through the Sugya is to apply the Machlekes, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua, which permeates Mesachtis Ksubiz. That's really what this is. So it's where Ksubiz meets Bava Metziah. It's taking your classic Machlev Bar of a Chamar, which is an everyday case, where usually you're thinking of shvuas and mamanamotol, the suffix and muxik. That's usually where your mind starts racing when you hear a case like this. But this is where the Gemara held the great Amorish Shmuel, Hilchasa Kavase Bedini, that when it comes to these types, such a shaila, I think this is where Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua is going to be manifest in this type of situation. Either way, so Shmuel said his halacha. And all of a sudden we find out that, uh, that the Hamar is not alive and all of, there's a dispute and they don't know when exactly the Hamar died. It's incumbent upon the Bala Hamar to bring a Raya. What was the Raya from the Mishnah? Kalo, the Mishnah of Kalo, the Mishnah here. And again, just one more time. 
Shmuel is paskining that who has to bring the raya? The Bala Hamar has to bring a raya. If Shmuel is paskining that the Bala Hamar is the one that has to bring a raya, what is Shmuel essentially saying? That Cheskes Momin is up. So if Shmuel's case is the Tzushtel to Rabbi Gamuel and Rabbi Yeshua, which we've already overstated, and he's going to bring a raya from our Mishnah, which is a sugya of Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua, then presumably he's going to bring a raya from Shita's Rabbi Yeshua in our Mishnah, right? That's what it sounds like he's going to do. Now, if you think about it for a second, where was Rabbi Yeshua in our Mishnah? We had Rabbi Yeshua in our Mishnah. Where did we have Rabbi Yeshua in our Mishnah? We had three Mahachim had to understand the Mishnah. We're not going to chazard them over. Rabbi Lazar, Rav and Ravashi. Let's work backwards. According to Ravashi, the whole Mishnah was Rabbi Gamliel. So I don't know how you're going to be able to prove Rabbi Yeshua's halacha from Unzer Mishnah. Our Mishnah is a Mishnah of Rabbi Gamliel, not Rabbi Yeshua. Rava held the whole Mishnah was Rabbi Gamliel. So according to Rava, we are going to prove a halacha which seems to be saying Cheskis moments other from Cheskis Agov from a Mishnah that tries Shittas Rabbi Gamliel that holds the menace because Cheskis Agov is other from Cheskis moment. Elamai, it's l'chayr going to have to be from Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar was the only one of the three Amayuroim that had Rabbi Yeshua in our Mishnah, albeit the ratio of the Mishnah. And it's for that reason that Rashi is mefarish the Tchilas HaSugyo that Shmuel, when he said Vitana Tuna Kala, learned the Mishnah like Rabbi Lazar. He had to have learned it like Rabbi Lazar. Because if you learn like Rav and Ravashi, there's no Rabbi Shur in our Mishnah. And at first glance, before we even turn the page, before we even start the Gemara, it's clear Shmuel's telling me Rabbi Yeshua is Halacha. So Bakarchach, he learned the Mishnah like Rabbi Lazar, so that he now has a Rabbi Yeshua in our Mishnah. And probably what he meant when he said Vitana Tuna Kala was, oh, you see, Shitas Rabbi Yeshua in the Mishnah of Kala, and that's the basis for his halacha. It's Kedai to speak out. Rashi in the course of the sugya on Amid Beis. Well, Rashi is on Amid Beis. Ayin Shah. But Rashi in the course of the sugya asks Akasha that it's very interesting that the Gemara even has such a Havamina, and it's not going to be a Maskona even, that Shmuel means Shitas Rabbi Yeshua. You know why? Because we don't paskin like Rabbi Yeshua. We spoke that out already in our long introduction. We paskin like. Rabbi Gamliel, not like Rabbi Yeshua. And Rashi says that if you want to add insult to injury, go back to the end of the first paragraph of Mesul and this is, and take a look at which Amoyer said that Allah is like Rabbi Gamliel. It was the Amoyer Shmuel. So how is it possible that Shmuel is coming now with a halacha and he's saying that Hamach Lepar Vechamar, we're going to paskin like Rabbi Yeshua, Fetana Tuna Kalu, the Cheskes Momen is Odef, Micheskes Aguf, if Shmuel himself was the one that said Rashi says that it's true and there's no way the Gemara could have came out this way but at the real end of the Gemara we're going to have a whole different understanding of Shmuel anyways and Shmuel mice is not going to come out he's actually going to come out learning the sugya so therefore, the Gemara wasn't opposed to going through this exercise and teaching us some of the lumdas that comes out of the sugya. But there's no way this could have came out of Maisa. Because being that Shmuel's sheet at first glance seems to be the Cheskis Mamas, other from Cheskis Agov, and Vatana Tunakala seems to be Rabbi Yeshua, Shmuel himself then passing like Rabbi Yeshua. So Aliba the MS is no way Shmuel and his Bezdin in the Hardah would have ever issued such a psak. Either way, Zakti Gemara. So Vatana Tunakala, Rabbi Shmuel Paskin, his halacha, and he proved it from the Mishnah of Kala. Zoktamar Hai Kala, where in our Mishnah do you see it? And again, we're going with the assumption for sure he learned the Mishnah like Rabbi Laza. So really, the question is the Reisha, the Sefer. We sort of gave it away that it probably is the Reisha. It's probably the Rabbi Shua part of the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, Did 
Shmuel mean the ratio of the Mishnah, which is Kalabavesavia, which is the case that says that it was Nimtzah Bevesavir, but we know it's Lavdafka. And really, regardless of where it was found, it's always incumbent upon the father to prove. Why? Because the father has the Cheskes Aguf, but the husband has the Cheskes Momin, and Cheskes Momin's out of me Cheskes Aguf, Shittas Rabbi Yeshua. And that's exactly what Shmuel's saying. It's Nifla. Shmuel is saying the Bala Hamar has the Cheskes Aguf, the Bala Pura has the Cheskes Momin, and therefore, Allah Bala Hamar, Lahavi Raya, just like Allah Abla Havi Raya. But the Gemara says, Midami, is it a Tzushtel Hosim over there, Maisi of Raya, Umapik? Over there, the father has the Cheskes Agof. And it's true, you see in the Mishnah, the Cheskes Agof is not other from Cheskes Moment. But over there, the father is trying to take the money away from the Cheskes Moment. So you see that a Cheskes Agof can't be Moitzi Moment from a Cheskes Moment, which is the sheet of Rabbi Shua. Sai and Dafyud Beis and Sai and Dafayin Hey. That is Rabbi Yeshua's Shita. In all Rabbi Yeshua's cases, the Cheskes Agof, the Frey, is trying to schlep out Exuba. So you see, Rabbi Yeshua holds Cheskes Aguf can't be Moitzi moment from a Cheskes moment. Over here, Maisi Balachamor Raya Umoikim. Over here, the Balachamor has a Cheskes Aguf, but he's not trying to be Moitzi from the Cheskes moment. He's trying to be Machsik and not give it to the person that has the Cheskes moment. Maybe that's different. So maybe it's true. You see, in the world of Rabbi Yeshua, this concept that Cheskes moment is other from Cheskes Aguf, but. What you see is that a cheskes aguf can't be mighty from a cheskes moment. So when the cheskes moment is the muhsik, then the cheskes aguf can't take away from the cheskes moment. So she has the cheskes aguf, he is holding on to his ksuba, the cheskes aguf can't be mighty. Rabbi Gabriel holds it good, Rabbi Shaw holds it again. But in a case where a cheskes aguf is going up against a cheskes moment and the cheskes aguf is the one that's holding on to the money, you have no such Rabbi Shaw that holds that the halacha is that the cheskes moment is going to be Yadif. Maybe that the Cheskes Aguf will be Yadif. Maybe if the Cheskes Aguf is also the one holding on to the money, maybe there it's going to be different. So even though it's true, high level, it's Cheskes Momin versus Cheskes Aguf, but if you think about it, it's a little bit different. In one case, the Cheskes Aguf is looking to be Moitzi. In the other case, the Cheskes Aguf is looking to be Machsik. So it's Vitana Tuna Kala. You're telling me you see this in Rabbi Yeshua? I mean, Vitana Tuna sounds like it's an often a Mishnah. Like when you're not to learn the Mishnah, you'll see it before it's in the Mishnah. Now, if Shmuel wants to be Mechadish more than the Mishnah, Besides, he has a right to do that. No one's arguing that. Oh, but Vitana Tuna Kala means Toshtate Mishnah, the Mishnah. Says almost the same thing. You got it 90%, but not 100%. Because in the Mishnah, you see Cheskes Momin is other from Cheskes Aguf when the Cheskes Momin is holding on to the money. You don't see the Cheskes Momin is other from Cheskes Aguf, like in our case, where the Cheskes Momin is a Marakamu. But who's holding on to the money? It's the Cheskes Aguf that's holding on to the money. So the Gemara said, I don't see how Shmuel could have said Vatana Tuna Kala from Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua is not a perfect Sushtel. Says the Gemara, Rabbi So Rabbi said, You're a Kala Chameha. Maybe what Shmuel meant when he said Vatana Tuna Kala. He didn't mean Vatana Tuna Kala from the Reisha. What he meant was Vatana Tuna Kala, the Seifa. And he was actually bringing a Raya from Rabbi Gamliel. Now, what would even be the Havamina to bring a Raya from Rabbi Gamliel? Rabbi Gamliel holds that the husband who has the money in the case of Mumin in that dispute has to bring a riot to keep his money. So, so to over here, that's what Shmuel is saying. The Bala Hamar, who's holding on to the Parah, needs to bring a riot in order to prove that the Parah is his. So, there's a little bit of a tzushtel there. So, Rabbi Abba said maybe that's what Shmuel meant. Again, Shmuel learned the mission like Rabbi Lazar, and he meant not the Ration, which is Rabbi Yeshua, but he meant the Sefer that's Rabbi Gamliel. So, the Gemara asks the obvious Kasha, Vakati Loidami. Lachura, what's the tzushtel? Hasam, in that case, it's true, the Baal has to bring a 
raya in order for him to keep his money. But the reason is because umar because that safe of the Mishnah is Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel holds cheskes aguf is other from cheskes mamen, and being that the av has the cheskes aguf, so it's for that reason the baal, even though he's a muxik in the money, still has the onus of proving what happened over here because cheskes aguf is other from cheskes mamen. So you see, there's a musik that a person that's holding on to money needs to prove that it's his, but only when it's going up against a cheskes aguf. But hoch over here balachamor maisi raya. This is all belosh and bitmiyo. The balachamor has to prove a raya umoykim to establish money that he's holding when he's the one that has the cheskes aguf. Over here, he has the cheskes aguf. So where do you see from the safe in the mission such a musig that a person that has a cheskes aguf would ever have to prove in order to keep money? So Lechura, the Reisha from Rabbi Yeshua, you don't see it. And the safe Rabbi Gamliel, you don't see it. I'm Rav Nachum by Yitzchak. So Rav Nachum by Yitzchak said, Lo'olam kala b'vesavir. Avada, when Shmuel said, Vatana tunu kala, he was referring to the Reisha, which has to be the Pshat. You have to know what the Havamin even is that we means Rabbi Gamliel. But Fiyo Emes said, Rav Nachum by Yitzchak, Avada, he meant Rabbi Yeshua. And the Tzushtal is that just like Rabbi Yeshua holds that Cheskes Momen is always other from Cheskes Aguf, so too in the case of Machlapar of Hamar Shimon, who has the Cheskes Momen because he's the Marakamel, is going to be other from Ruvain, who has the Cheskes Aguf. What was the Kasha? The Kasha was that Rabbi Yeshua only said the Cheskes Momen is other from Cheskes Aguf when the person that has the Cheskes Momen is holding on to the money too. He doesn't just have the Cheskes Momen, he physically has the money in his Rishos. And there, Rabbi Yeshua said that a cheskes aguf can't be moitzi moment from a cheskes moment. But in a case where the cheskes moment is not holding on to the money, the person with the cheskes aguf is holding on to the money. In other words, the cheskes aguf is not looking to be moitzi moment, but looking to be machsik money. You don't find anywhere that Rabbi Yeshua ever said that the halacha is going to be the cheskes moment is other. And that's essentially what Shmuel was saying. Shmuel was saying that even though Reuven, who has the cheskes aguf, is holding on to the para, but still. His cheskes aguf is not enough to even hold on to the money. So it's not emes. You know why? Uli kedushin. Because when Rabbi Yeshua said the halacha that the father has to bring a raya in order for him to prove his point, pashtus we learned he was referring to the ksuba. Right? That's usually what you think of. What's the dispute about? Tainas domim, tainas mumin. They're fighting over ksuba. But the emes is another wrinkle over here that we may have overlooked, and that is what about the kesef kedushin? What happens if? Ruven was Mekadish, a woman with Kesef. He gave her a, an expensive diamond ring. And now all of a sudden there's a fight about Mekach toys and about Domim and Mumin. What happens to the money? What happens to the Kesef Kedusha? The Allah is that whatever happens to the Ksuba is what's going to happen to the Kesef Kedusha. In other words, when Rabbi Yeshua said, and the Allah is that she can't take Ksuba from the husband, it didn't just mean that she can't take Suba, it also means she has to return the Kesef Kedushin. Oh, she has to return the Kesef Kedushin? If that's the case, what do you see in Rabbi Yeshua? You see in Rabbi Yeshua that Cheskas Momin is Odif from Cheskas Haguf, not only to be Machsik money, but even to be Moitzi Momin. Meaning, not only isn't, is the Cheskas Haguf not enough to take money away from the Cheskas Momin, but Cheskas Haguf is even not enough to hold on to money. And the Cheskas Haguf is actually going to have to return the money to the Cheskas Momin. In other words, you see clearly that Rabbi Yeshua's halacha of Cheskas Momin being Adif mi Cheskas Haguf, it doesn't matter whether the one that has the Cheskas Momin is holding on to the money or if the one that has the Cheskas Haguf is 
is holding on to the money. And that's what Shmuel saw at the time of Tunakal. And that's why Shmuel wanted to bring out this Nakuda, because you don't see it in the Furish in the Mishnah. But it's Mavur that way, said Shmuel, because it's Pasha that the same Machlegas Rabbi Gamil, Rabbi Shua, Benigay, the Ksuba, is also Negei, the Kesav Kedushin. And by the Kesav Kedushin, that's already a whole different deal. Because now already the Muchzik is a different person. Over here, the one with the Cheskas Aguf is the Muchzik. And you see that Cheskas Aguf is not all if even if you're holding on to the money, you have to physically give away the money. Also, Cheskas Aguf doesn't work even if you're holding on to the money. If that's the case, I'm Machlev Baruch Hamar. Where Ruvain is the Baruch Hamar, and he's Muchzik on the par, and he has a Cheskas Aguf. But Shimon has a Cheskas Mar, and he has a Cheskas Mar. Kamad Allah is you're going to have to bring it right. You know where you see it? Vatana Tunakalo. I see it from Rabbi Yeshua's Halach. Nifla. That was what Shmuel's Rai was. And the Gemara just says, but Derek Agav was saying over here a little bit of a Kiddush. Was saying that in a case where there's a Mekach Tois, the Allah is the Isha, has a Chiv now to return the Kes of Kedushin. So the Gemara says there would have been a Havamina, Ben Benoishal Havamina, to think that maybe that's really the Machloik Maybe it's not so Pasha. What is it all in? So Rashi says, this is a sugi really, Mesechtas Bava Basra, but the Gemara talks about where somebody was Mekadosh and Isha B'Kasev, and then he died. So the question is, being that there was never an Asuin, does she have to return to his Yarshim now, this ring that she got, or does she not have to? So the Gemara is about to suggest that could be, you, would, you could hear it sad, that whether or not she really needs to return the Kesef Kedushin should be totally in that child. If you hold that when he dies, she has to return it. Okay, so in a Mekach she also has to return it. But if you hold that when he dies, she doesn't have to return it. Maybe in a Mekach is also not. Shmuel's whole Kala is really predicated on Rabbi Yeshua's Kesef Kedushin. So maybe the whole Raya is really totally in that Machloik is, but the Gemara says no. Don't think that Shmuel's Raya, is, which is from the Kesef Kedushin, is only Oiskahalten, according to the Mandama that holds. That when a man gives his wife Kedushin, Kesef Kedushin, it's Lavli Tivun Nitnu, it's not a Matana, meaning if he dies, it goes back to his Yarshin, and it's only then that in the event that it's a Makachtois, also it's going to go back. That's not true. Even according to the Mandama that holds that Kedushin is Litivun Nitnu, meaning it's considered a, a Matana, so if he dies, she still gets to. Keep it, but Hani Mili Kedusha Vade, that's only true if it's Kedusha Vade. Alpha Kedusha Toys, but as relates to Kedusha Toys, he might see any loy loy, that's posh. Everyone's going to agree there's no Shaila in the world that it's going to go back, and that's where Shmuel was bringing his Raya from. But the Gemara asks Akasha, Mesevay, from another Chesha Mishpa case, and this is a Chesha Mishpa case that's really a Mesechtis Chulin de Gesugya. If you look in the Maseris Ashas, Chulin Dafnun on the days, it's because it has real Trefis Nafgaminas. But as we're about to see, the Gemara is going to break down that Shailah, and it too is going to come down to this Machloikis, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Shua. So this is another Hechatim, so where usually you think of Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Shua, you're thinking Ksubis all the way. But this is already Negea Machlopar Vechamar, and as we're about to see, it's Negea, case of Trefis. So really, in everyday life, once upon a time, in the Shtetl, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Yeshua's Halachis and Machloikis was permeating. Gives us a better feel for the Shas cotton component of the Machloikis, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Yeshua. But either way, Zokta, Braisa, Machat, Shinimtsas, Ba'ivi, we know that animals have four stomachs. One of them is called the basakoisis. So this was a machat, it was a needle, and it was found inside the wall of the basakoisis of an animal. The question is, is this animal a trefa or is it not a trefa? Is it kosher? Is it not kosher? As we're about to see, if somebody sells an animal like this, he sold a trefa, so there might be mekachtois implications. Mitzad echod, in the event that the machat was attached to only 
one of the walls of the base Hakoisa is Kshav, it's going to be Kashim. Shnei Tzadim, if it permeates, it goes through the wall, Trafe, it's going to be a Trafe. Nimtzolet Kairitam, if it has a little bit of blood on it, you do a Shul of Neshchita. It means that it was there before Shchita, it means when you shechted it, it was already a Trafe. Nimtzolet Kairitam, if there wasn't any Dam on it, you do a Shul Acha Shchita, it means it came after Shchita. This is where it becomes Chesha Mishpatik. Huglod Pihamaka. What happens if you saw this Machat? And there was a wound there, but there was like a scar or a scab. Something had developed around the Makkah. You know for sure that this Machat had been there already three days, which means, assuming it was a trefa based on the Machat, this animal has already been a trefa for at least three days. Let's say it doesn't have a scab. So then you don't know when the Machat was there. And if that's the case, in the event that somebody would sell this animal to somebody else, find the Machat, he comes flying into Bezdin and says, what's going on over here? I bought this thing. I didn't realize it was a trefa. So if there's no scab, so that we don't know when it was a trefa, so then the loch is going to be that meaning if there was a scab there, so you know for sure it's been there for three days. So if it was sold within three days, so for sure this buyer has a claim and he can say, give me my money back, whatever. But in the event that it doesn't have a scab, so then you don't really know when it was developed, and because you don't know when it was developed, so therefore the loch is going to be the Gemara is about to ask a bombekash on but before we see the Gemara's cash inside, let's do what we did with Hamachlef Parav Hamar. Let's just break down very, very simply, at this point it should go a little more smoothly, the fundamentals of this case. So we have a situation where there's a Moicher and a Loikeach. The Moicher owned an animal, the Loikeach bought the animal. Incidentally, the Gemara is going to refer to the Loikeach as the Tabach, as the butcher. So usually we think of the butcher as the seller. But in the olden days, the butcher would buy the animal from the cattle dealer, and he would go, and he would then shacht it. So the Moicher sold the animal, the butcher bought the animal, and there's a suffix right now whether the animal that was purchased was a trefa at the time that it was purchased, or if it wasn't. If it was a trefa at that time, mekachtois then we have to unwind this transaction. If, however, it was not a trefa at that time, it became a trefa later, and the sachvas a it has nothing to do with the moicha. Okay, so let's, let's see if we can analyze this a little bit. Should it matter who's holding on to the money? So I could hear that, just like in the case of a machle par v'chamar, it didn't really matter who was holding on to the money. And here, too, it shouldn't really matter who's holding on to the money. And the reason is because the concept of the muchsik is only... Araya, when there's a suffix, how exactly you acquired the thing that you're holding on to. But when there was clearly a transaction, with regards to the merit of the transaction, like Toysu said on the bottom of Ayin Vavah Manalif, like we spoke out in the case of Machlopar V'chamar, the etzim fact that you're holding on to it doesn't necessarily give you a cheskis moment. That's clear. Okay, level two. There's a cheskis aguf here. What's the cheskis aguf? The animal wasn't born a treifa, didn't come out of its mother's womb with a machat. So probably this machat came at the latest possible moment. And for that reason, the cheskes haguf would seem to be supporting the meicher. It would seem to be supporting the notion that it must have happened at a later time. And I'm sorry, like, which I tell you, after you bought it, it ended up becoming a, a, a trefa. There's a cheskes moment, though. There's a cheskes marakama. Who's the marakama? The lekech is the marakama on his money that he gave to the Meicher. So if you think about it, really what this is going to boil down to is, it's a, a face-off again between a Cheskas Aguf 
and between a, a cheskes marakama, which, as the Gemara shteltsu, shmul shteltsu, v'tanatuna ka'alo, t'alachayr, it's totally in the machloikis between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamliel. Now, what was shmul's psak? Shmul paskin, like Rabbi Yeshua, ostensibly, even though Rashi says, how's that possible? Okay, but we're humoring this notion right now, even though the Maskana, the Gemara is going to fall off of it. And that is that Shmuel is going, I'll leave it to Rabbi Yeshua. And that is that Cheskes Momen is Adif. And not only is Cheskes Momen Adif, but even if the person that has the Cheskes Aguf is holding on to the money, even then that's going to be the halach. Now, if that's the case, what should Shmuel have told you and his Bezdin would be the halach in this case? I think Shmuel would tell you that in this case, I believe that the halacha should be that the Lekech wins and the Meicher is the one that's going to have to bring a Raya. What did the Gemara say? That we look at the person that's holding on to the money. Why are we looking at the person that's holding on to the money? Holding on to the money, alts what? Alts muxik? Muxik, you're not a muxik. Elamai, oh, because you have the cheskes aguf, and being that you have the cheskes aguf, cheskes aguf is adif, and even though the Allah is like Rabbi Yeshua, that cheskes mamen is adif, but it's only adif where the cheskes aguf is coming to be moitzi, but not when the cheskes aguf is being machzik, that was Shmuel's whole point. That's the whole punchline of Shmuel. That if you hold like Rabbi Yeshua, Cheskes Momen's Adif, even if the person that has the Cheskes Agov is holding on to the money. So, which sounds like who's holding on to the money? As if to say that if the Moich is the one that has the money because the Lekech paid for it already, it was COD, then in that case, the is that the Moich is going to win. The Moich is the Cheskes Agov. The Cheskes Agov should never win. The Cheskes Momen should always win, even if he's not holding on to the money. Now, without Shmuel's Chiddush, I would have said no, because even Rabbi Yeshua, only holds that the Cheskes Mammon wins when the Cheskes Mammon is holding on to the money. Now when the Cheskes Guf is holding on to the money. Oh, but thus is the Gansa Shmuel. That's the whole Vatana Tuna Kala. That it's true from Rabbi Yeshua's Ksuba Diga Halacha, you only see where he's being Maitzi. But from Rabbi Yeshua's Kesef Kedushin Diga Halacha, you see even where he's being Machzik. So the point is that how then does Shmuel's Halacha Shtim with what would seem to be a Mephorish Abraisa? That's the Gemara's Kasha. Zok the Gemara. Let's see it inside. The Yahiv Tabach Demei. In the event that the Lekeach already paid for it. Is he going to have to now bring a Raya and to take it? The Baal should be the one that should bring the Raya. And if he wants to keep it, based on everything that we just said. Why? Because the Lekeach, he's the Marakama here. And being that he has the Cheskis Mom, he should be the one that's going to keep it. And for the Gemara, you have to say, It's talking about where the buyer, the butcher, Taka never paid for it. But En Hochinami, if the butcher would have paid for it, listen to this, and the Moichu would be the one that's holding on to the money, the Bryce would have never said, Amoitza Mechavei, all of Because it wouldn't be true. Because really the halacha is not Amoitza Mechavei, all of Really the halacha is that the Moichu is always the one that has to prove his point. That is Shmuz Halach. In the case of Machtapar Vechamar, the Balachamar is the one that has to prove it. Over here, the Moichu, the person that owned the Behem, is the one that has to prove it. Why then did the Brayse say, Amoitza Mechavei Olaveraya, talk about misleading? Why would it say it? Because Hocha B'mayaskinon, we didn't pay for it. And if he didn't pay for it, so who then is holding on to the money? The Lekeach. So who's the Moitza Mechavei Olaveraya? The Moichu. That's, that's the Halach. So the Halach is not Hamoitza Mechavei Olaveraya. The Halach is the Moichu has to prove it, which is exactly Shmuz Halacha. But Hocha B'mayaskinon, where 
the so it just so happens the moicher is the moitzemechaveiroi, and therefore it's a true statement that olavaraya, but not because of the din hamoitzemechaveiroi, because that is the mitzvah. So the Gemara asks the obvious question in two words: my poska bitmiya, my koamrit zokrashi. What? Why are you assuming that the lekeach didn't pay? So that you feel that it's okay to just say the words and everyone's going to know it means the moicher. Usually, when there's a transaction, people pay. And as a result, <laughs> sometimes. And you would think then that for sure he paid. But to go ahead and say just very, very cryptically, working under the impression that he didn't pay, you have no garach to say that. The stomach for sure is that he did pay. So that's not what the Brysa said. We could be matrika Brysa. We can edit a Brysa. We can surgically edit a Brysa. But not like this. This is already pushing it. To tell me that the Brysa, when it said, really meant the Moicher has to bring a Raya. But it's just, it's talking about a case where he didn't pay and punk the Moicher happens to be the Moitzi. And it's because of this Kasha. You ready? The Gemara is going to do a 180. So, the Gemara, When Rami Bari Cheskel came from Eretz Yisrael, the Bible, he said the following, he said, Because I know my brother was a grace of Talmud Shmuel. Throughout Shas. But don't listen because he made mistakes. It's amazing. This Gemara comes up in many places in Shas. We have to know, understand a little bit better what this all means. But the bottom line is certainly not for today. That he said, don't listen so carefully to what my brother Yehuda said. Because I'm going to tell you what Shmuel really meant. He had a completely misunderstanding of Shmuel's halacha. Shmuel never said what we think he said. This whole Gemara we just learned right now, like Rashi said, we gave it away in the beginning of the Sugi. It's going to be a tie. It was based on Rabbi Shmuel's halacha. What? Shmuel did paskin, Rabbi Shmuel. Shmuel paskin, like, like Rabbi Gamliel. There was no way that this, he meant something completely differently. In fact, not only did he mean something differently, the Iker halacha that Rabbi Huda said over the name of Shmuel was just the opposite. You know what he said? He said as follows. I'll tell you what Shmuel said. Shmuel said, Shmuel said that in the case of Amachal Parva Chamor, whoever's had the thing, in his Rishos, he's the one that has to prove it. So in the Machal Parva Chamor, what's the Shaila? Was the Chamor alive at the time of the Meshicha Sapar? The question is, was the Chamor alive? Whose Rishos was the Chamor in at the time that the Suffolk was Nailit? We look at it as if it was in Shimon's Rishos. It's a little tricky because even though physically it was in Ruvain's Rishos, but once Ruvain did Meshicha, now. With the herring, until the suffix was Nile, this was Shimon's. Now, in Shimon's Rishos, all of a sudden, there was a Shaila. Now, it's true, the Shaila is, is saying that maybe it was never really in Shimon's Rishos. Uber, it happened after the Kenyan. And because it happened after the Kenyan, so really, from that standpoint, where did it happen? It happened in the Rishos of Shimon. And you know what Pshad in Shmuel's Allah is? When Shmuel said that, who has to bring the Raya? Not Ruvain. Shimon is the one that has to bring a Raya. But Tanatuna Kala. He brought a Raya from Kala. You know what he saw in Kala. He learned the Mishnah like Rabbi Gamliel, which said, said, Rabbi Bar-Yecheskel is Gavaldi, because Shmuel himself paskined like Rabbi Gamliel. Zavadi, he didn't learn the Mishnah like Rabbi Loza, Tavra Misha Shonazu, Shonazu. He learned the Mishnah that the whole Mishnah is going to coin to Rabbi Gamliel. According to Rabbi Gamliel, what's the halacha? Cheskes Aguf versus Cheskes Mamen. The halach is that cheskas haguf is adif. Which is why Shimon is going to be the one that's going to have to bring the raya. Because who has the cheskas haguf ruvin? The bala chamar has the cheskas haguf. That his chamar was still alive. Shimon. There would have been one way out that maybe even though Ruvain is the one that has the Cheskes Agof, maybe Ruvain would have to bring a Raya. You know what that would have been? If the Suffolk was Neulad 
fired the Mashiach in the Rishos of Ruvain based on Rav's understanding of the Mishnah that the ratio of Reb Meir's Halach and Ayin Heim Aleph was going a little bit of Rabbi Gamliel and Afal Pika in the Cheskas Aguf, the father had to bring the Raya based on the Halacha of Kam Nimtzu Kanoyu. But over here, the Kam Nimtzu Kanoyu happened in the Rishos of Shimon, and that's why Shimon has to bring a Raya. And that was Shmuel's Vatana Tunakala. Shmuel was telling to again Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua to the world of Machlev Paravachamar, and he was learning. Alibid Rabbi Gamliel, which is Mois Kalten and Halacha, and the specific Knech that he was telling to was the Lundis of Kan Nimtzu Kan Hoyu, and that was the Raya that he wanted to bring. Abazok the Gemara, that the MS is the same Kasha that the Gemara asked, according to the original understanding of Shmuel, which is from the Brysa regarding Trefis, is true regarding this Pshat and Shmuel as well. Abazok the Gemara, Meisvel, ask you a Kasha, Machashim says, Baby Beis HaKoises, if Machah was found, Baby Beis HaKoises, Vechulu, what's the Kasha Vechulu? What was the Allah in that case? Again, the case was where somebody bought a Behemoth, and then he came home and he found that the Behemoth, that the Behemoth was a Trefa, and there's a Sophic one that Trefa was Neulet, and there's no evidence based on scabs and scars, so we don't really know when exactly it became a Trefa. So what was the Allah? The Allah was, same Mesave. Why is it Hamoitzim Mechaveri Olavaraya? It's a shail of Cheskes Aguf versus Cheskes Mamen. The Cheskes Aguf is the Moicher. The Cheskes Mamen is the Marakamo. That's the Tabach. It's the Loikeach. We pass like Rabbi Gamliel, the Cheskes Aguf is Adif. That means the Moicher should be in the right. And even though it's true, Kan Nimtzu, Kan Hoyu, but the Kan Nimtzu was where? It was found in the Rishos of the Tabach, in the Rishos of the Buyer. And being that it was found in the Rishos of the Buyer, so based on that, weiter the halacha should be that it should belong to the moicher. So why are we saying means it depends on who has the money. But in the event that the buyer didn't pay for it yet, the moicher is going to have to bring a raya. The moicher should never have to bring a raya. He has a cheskes aguf, and there's no reyes of kanim tzu kan hoyu, and based on that, he should be for sure the one that's going to get it. So the Gemara says, Bishloim, in a case where the moicher, where the lekech didn't where he paid for it already. So then, would mean that who needs to bring the raya, the buyer, oh, that's very good, the moicher is the one that's in the right. But sounds like that if the loikeach paid for it, the loikeach has to now bring the raya. But if the loikeach didn't pay for it, then the moicher has to bring the raya. The moicher should never have to bring the raya. Because the moicher is the cheskes agof, and there's no kan nimtzu, kan hoyu, because the kan nimtzu, kan hoyu was in the rishos of the buyer. In the event that the butcher did not pay for it yet, the moicher, the baal behem, is going to have to bring a raya. The Sophic happened, the Rishos of the Tabach. And if it happened in the Rishos of the Tabach, the Kanim Tukan Hoyu is not working, it's not making a reis on his Cheskes Agov. So why should he have to be the one to bring a raya? Zokti Gemara, the We're going to make an Akimta. We're going to make an Akimta, the Yavdme. Freak the Gemara, the same Kasha it asked in the first lesson of Shmuel, my Pascha. You're making an Akimta that he paid for it? The Gemara says, yes. Stomach the Milsa, Kamadal Yav, Inish Zuzi, Layav, Inish Chayusa. Because people usually pay. So to make the first Lishnin Shmuel work, you would have had to make an Akimta in the Bryce of Trefus by saying that he didn't pay. That's an Akimta that is not tenable because people usually do pay. But to make an Akimta that when it said Amoitz Mechavel really it meant the Moichers in the right, we're just saying Amoitz Mechavel because this is usually the way it is. Usually you pay that I could live with. That's not so dachok. That's Pshan in the Brisa, and that's Pshan in Shmuel. But the bottom line is, is what we have is Shmuel's Grace Halacha.
which is that the Machloikis, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua, is not only true in Ksubis cases, but it's true in cases such as Hamachlif, Parav, Echamar. Shmuel said a, a halacha that's like above a metziah, dig a halacha if there's ever been one. And, and applied it to the Lamdisha, Shas Katan, dig a sugis here in Mesechtis Ksubis. There were two Lashaynis of what that Tzushta was. The two Lashaynis played itself out very much in the Pshat Tov of yesterday's daf, which is. Is Pshat in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Gamliel? Is it only Rabbi Gamliel? Are we talking about Kanimtsu, Kan Hayu? The Maskana Shmuel held like Rabbi Gamliel, that Talach is the Cheskasa Guf is Adif. At the same time, with the Reyes of Kanimtsu, Kan Hayu, and Shmuel gave us a, a, a Gishmaka case, a Nafkamina, and a regular Chesha Mishpat, Digitzir, what emerged was even another case with regards to Trefis, Zok the Gemaravite, the Chacham and Maimrim, the Medvarim, the Mumin Shebesis. So going back to the Mishnah, the Chacham said that the only time Mumin plays a role as it relates to Tainas Mumin is if the Mumin were Dvarim Shebesese. But if it was Mumin Shebegalu, if you were able to see the Mumin, so then the Mumin are not going to play a role. Why? Rashi said in the Mishnah, the Yodav and Because we assume he knew about it and he was okay with it. And it's for that reason he can't come with any Tainas. The Mishnah then had one caveat and said that if there's a, a Merchatz in the city, so then even if the Mumin are Beseser, we say Yodav and Espayas, because he probably had one of his Kroivos be Baidek and he probably would have known about it. There's an Umdana as such. And therefore we assume for sure that when he went into this marriage, he went into it, a died to the Hachi, that he was okay with it. We spoke yesterday that Toysus on the bottom of Ayin Heyam said that it was that piece that a mayor in the Mishnah is being chaylik on the Chachamim. Either way, Amr Abnachman, Rav Nachman said, the Nichba, somebody that suffers from epilepsy, can Mumin Shebesei Sadami. We look at it as if he has Mumin Shebesei. So Rashi says, it's a chayli shemimenu noifel aritz. That causes people to fall to the ground. Causes people to have seizures. So Nichba is treated like Mumin Shebesei. Meaning it's not something that he necessarily would have known about. And therefore, in Halacha, if he finds out later that she has this, it's as if she had Mumin Shebesei. Says the Gemara, the only time that's true is if she has these seizures at specific times. Why is it then Mumin Shabbat Because she knows to hide during those times and not to be together with the Briyos. But in the event that she doesn't have it at fixed times, then Kemumin Shabbat because it's inevitable that at some point people would know about it. And it's for that reason we would view it then not as Mumin Shabbat rather as Mumin Shabbat